Dude, that was a lot of fun to be back in the I'm saddle so today. I'm so glad we're back. And you'll be able time. to tell in that first little two-second clip I have for you. <laughs> yep, hot stuff coming up right away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does feel good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy yeah. football, it's here. Dude, I am. I loved doing all my mock drafts, love prepping for this episode. It is Christmas Day, I mean, it's the best part of fantasy yep. football. It's the draft. It's I, the mock drafts and drafts. Oh, yeah. I Well, okay. I mean, Other when you're in championship when. week's great. Yeah. Championship week's <laughs> yeah. the best week, but... Sure. Um, no, it was it was so much fun getting to do it again today and to be back into it. We'll definitely be in a rhythm here a little er, shortly, I guess. I can't even talk now. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't can't wait for stat of the week. That Pretty was good. one of my favorite parts. Yeah, was I was there was I I was genuinely shocked at the one I found. Uh, but we're gonna hit all things mock draft. We're gonna talk about player rankings. We're gonna talk about the effect the off season had on fantasy football, and uh, talk a little bit about uh, different teams and players that are getting hit by all that. So, buckle up, kids! Football season twenty two. Let's do it. Let's ride. Welcome to Sportsify for August nineteenth, twenty twenty two. With your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. It has been, what was wow. that? A hundred day break, and that's what you come back Hello. with? I'm excited. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> Well, there we go. There's the dumb thing. I just got it out it's of my been system. Since what? The NFL draft? Yeah. Oh, uh, we're going to drop that. Mark that one. Um, <laughs> I'll fix it in post. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we, yeah, Hello. we were a hundred day break from the NFL draft, uh, which was an awesome episode. Oh, my gosh. That we had so much fun. That was my doing. favorite. Like Absolutely. Four hour episode. Uh, it was, it was I'm awesome. It, now it was I'm a curious. great draft, though. Our, our buddy Mike joined us for that. I uh, came in just for the day uh, and did that with us. I dropped some knowledge, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike, I'm telling you, that guy with a has an eight ball that works for him when it comes to the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had several that go his way that did not go ours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he carried uh, us a little bit there. Three hours <laughs> I, and forty seven minutes. Three forty seven. We will not hit that today, uh, but we are here to kick off the NFL season. Um, we're doing it the way I do every August. Um, we uh, we just did mock drafts, so we're going to start off with fantasy football. Uh, this will be our first one of the season. Uh, we figured out a whole lot. This is actually uh, also celebrating basically our one year of doing podcasts. Oh, my gosh. Grant and I wow. started this process late last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a year ago, we went off into Sportsify as like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do all this stuff as a weekly. We're gonna cover all these things, and then we realize some stuff about ourselves. Uh, we like football a lot. Yeah, collectively, that is clearly our sport. Absolutely. Uh, we specifically love the NFL. Um, I I like college football, um, and that that was pretty clear. We can uh, argue basketball. Yes, that was the, for all three of us. Um, only one of us. Can really talk the game of baseball, though. I would say Grant is becoming a much better fan. I'm going to give him credit for that. I, I'm all in, dude. He's all in as a Mariners fan. I'm and wearing I, my jersey right now. He picked a good year. This is the year. <laughs> this um, is the. This is going to happen. And if it doesn't, I'm quitting sports. <laughs> all of them. He's not. But um, no, we we went to a Red Sox uh, Mariners game yeah. uh, that the Mariners definitely lost. And uh, but it was close. It came down to the final play. Yeah, I mean, there was a line drive hit right, right at first your, base, I yep. think, and yeah. it ended that game. 
I, I, I felt my heart beat a few yeah, times because I did not want to drive all the way back to I'm, Oregon with you. I'm not that way. I'm really not. I'm not either. We're both pretty good yeah. about that, actually. No, that was all I, all I want in baseball games yeah. is good games when it's but a shutout. So I, I realized this last year I'm 2-0 and when you guys go to games with me. So, you know, yeah. I know that affects everything. So we're not going, so you, to, a, we're not guys, going to Niners. I, to be honest, I don't know if I'm going this year. I'm hoping, I, but your stupid Seattle team uh, is very expensive to go watch in person. Much more expensive than the 49ers are to see at home. Well, just but saying. that price has dropped significantly. Oh, that's true. You guys dude. suck. Maybe yeah, we'll dude. just wait and get tickets later. <laughs> I'm we'll, just, you, we'll get a dude, three for one. Dude, We're Seah- buying the dip. Dude, Seahawks <laughs> Jets tickets start at $52. Oh, let's go. <laughs> just saying. Hey. I mean, I, like, uh, I, like last time I J-E-T-S, checked, Jets, yeah. Jets, Jets. I'm just saying, like literally, I'm thinking. I'm Listen, I think we're ago. we're Joe Flacco away from getting murdered um, as he's backing up Zach Wilson uh, from getting to see Jimmy Garoppolo play for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll have to pay attention and uh, and see where those ticket prices go. But I I was two and zero this last year with them. We got the last laugh. Yeah, that's. Sh- you did. I mean, that's fair. You and, did. And, you did. Yeah. And if we you might. win the World Series, I'm quitting. Dude, <laughs> like, if the Mariners yeah, win the World going Series, honestly, with you guys dude, ever to again. me, I would watch getting baseball. the playoffs is the World Series for me. So oh, that's, fair. that's fair. I mean, what are you at? Twenty years. Twenty one. Twenty one years. That's like currently I, number one seed Grant's in the wild card. Entire life, his team has yeah. been watching the playoffs from yeah. home. It's like the Blazers making it out of the first round of the playoffs. It's it, like, it's, okay, we're here at least. Yeah. Oh, those Western Conference Finals felt fantastic. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it did. Even okay. though we was got the Warriors, it was great to yeah. be there. Yeah, the Warriors, yeah. 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 Which shout out the Warriors again? I guess yeah. uh, we they haven't did, podcasted since they won another them. championship. Oh, yeah. But Steph, well, I mean, I don't even. I'll, I'll be on. What is that? Four, four, yeah. four. Steph's got four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how much that's how much I care. Once the this Blazers was, I was are just out, saying, right? this was the most boring playoff basketball. It ever. was so I, boring. Outside of the first round, there were some good ones. I in the first round, first round was good. But then, like every other loss for most of the series, were double digit losses. It was. I mean, some, it, Dallas was handing out some blowouts. Yes, and, to the and Suns. Is, yeah, I was gonna say Game that seven. series was awful to watch. The it, but it was like literally double digits every night, and that that's what made it unwatchable. It wasn't you'd kind of like tune in, see who's got the lead, and then you're like in the middle of the third quarter, you can almost check out because mm-hmm. we know that. It, I mean, yes, games go the other way in the NBA. Don't get me wrong, but playoff basketball did not. Once no. it was solidified late mid to late third quarter, it was over. Yeah. Um. And you're just like, oh, I'm not even gonna I mean, watch I the fourth. I can't tell you how many games that it was just like, oh, it's halftime and so, teams up by 15. Yep. 20 points, and then it's just usually how it stayed. It was boring. That's all yeah. I'm saying. But you know, it's it is kind of the pattern that the NBA's in. Um. Uh, well, sneaker real quick. Uh, LeBron today. Yeah. Two Super years. Max, two years. High, two years. Forty nine something million dollars. Yeah. And. Right. Officially the per- highest earning NBA player of all time, like five hundred and thirty eight million or something like that. A half a bill. The dude brought in a half that, a bill that playing basketball sniff kids off court. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Cash. Oh no. But not at all. Not at all. Anyways. That, that dude's for funding him. a private school in Akron right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't even He can he it. can probably go home and buy the Cavaliers. That uh he's getting there. The uh the rumor I've always heard is NBA expansion. In Vegas, oh, that would when make LeBron sense. retires and he owns whatever. He weirdly likes Vegas. Although I did hear, see that interview with him again, where he said that that house that he bought in Vegas after summer league was like, like he did that his first year, oh, his yeah. rookie year. He went and bought a house in Vegas when he was eighteen, and uh, and he was just like, I don't, I don't know why I did that. He was like, it was the worst purchase I've ever made. <laughs> yeah, he said he sold it at a 
barely like like he barely sniffed any money out of it oh, yeah. on the on the deal he had. He said, "I think I made like thirty or forty grand on it." He's like, "Which is fine." He's like, "I didn't take a I loss, mean, but it was he's really hurting for that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. He really uh, wish he has that one. Back. Pennies, pennies to the guy making fifty million a year. But uh, we, I said, we learned a lot. We did learn a lot. We we are going to attack a lot of this year as a mostly NFL show. Mm-hmm. While we will touch on some other things. Uh, we will. I mean, you can't ignore major headlines, and we definitely don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We we learned a lesson about ourselves. We're really good at one specific thing. Mm-hmm. And so you will see us t- mainly take on the NFL. And starting out tonight, we are going to go at uh, fantasy football. Um, I have already been working through a whole lot of stuff. Uh, personally, I won two out of my three leagues last year. I was in the championship game in the third and lost to Chris Boswell, um, who had a night to remember during championship week and scored 20 something points. Um, But uh, we uh, we wanted to talk about as it pertains to fantasy, several different things tonight. First, though, uh, it'll be our way of talking about the offseason since we're mainly a a fantasy focused tonight. Uh, But we want to go through the offseason impact to specific players. Uh, there's some quarterbacks who have been significantly impacted uh, by the offseason. And I didn't list this one in here, but I'm actually going to start with it. And I feel a little bad um, because it should have been obvious. Actually, it's two. And the main one is, uh, which is going to ref- uh, affect the wide receiver area, I would say Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers got much worse with the yeah. talent on field. Oh, well, he's uh, been vocal the, about it the last couple of days. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. I read that article yesterday. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of lost it on his young receivers. Um, but Devonta Adams switching spots, uh, leaving Green Bay and the only NFL home he's ever known uh, to go and be with his best buddy for life, uh, Derek Carr. Um, and, uh, you know, swapping out the Hall of Fame quarterback for another Hall of Fame quarterback, mm-hmm. as one did say. Um, that seems to have significantly impacted the value of both of those quarterbacks mm-hmm. because Devonta just himself brings a whole new dynamic to that. Um, in going over to the Raiders, uh, you know, Derek Carr has now got Hunter Renfro, who proved himself to be a stud. an awesome, I mean, what is $17 million player now? Is what we're, what, uh, uh sound, like that. sounds that's his right. valuation is like 17 or 18. Yeah. Um, you know, especially after Christian Kirk signed that egregious uh-huh. monstrosity, which was eighteen, which was eighteen million dollars. Oh my gosh, I, I that was so dumb. But uh, but that's just the Jaguars being the Jaguars. Best wide receiver four in the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good at wide receiver four. He makes wide receiver one money <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, no, I think I think Carr certainly got elevated again. He's got Waller. Uh, Waller is coming off a bit of an injury, but he's got Jacobs in the backfield. Um, you know, and that team is that loaded is, in terms yeah. of weapons for Derek Carr. And remember, they, you know, they did not have a bad year last year at all in what is now especially the toughest division in football. Oh, gosh. Um, but I would say Rodgers is affected. Um, you're already seeing Rodgers is going in like pretty regularly. Now, we're all I'm Yahoo guy. I'm a Yahoo only guy. Same. Mm-hmm. Um. But in Yahoo, uh, he's going 10th round in 10-team formats, like, all the time. So you're seeing him go in that 90 to 100 range is about where uh, Rodgers is going. Carr is going about 15, 10 to 15 picks after. 
So it's clearly brought them a lot closer together. Now, I would say that Rodgers going in the 10th round is retarded. And I said the <laughs> R word on the air. Um, but it is. Yeah. 100% it is. Uh, people that think that he's not going to throw for 4,500 yards and 30-whatever touchdowns, get close to that 40 He'll number, he's going to get it. He's going to get... Th- I, I'm, a, I'm right at 4,500, 37, and 10. I, you know, and you could maybe say 37 and 13 because he doesn't have Adams to throw some of those awesome ones to. Yeah. But like, some of those m- might not be his fault. Yeah. But if you're, if you're sitting there in the 10th round and, and you're dumb... And haven't thought about quarterback, and you're just like having fun, you know, getting two tight ends, and and are just like, oh yeah, I don't have a quarterback. He might be there for you at, in the tenth round. Should was, be there. In one of in, in one of in one of my mock drafts of the day, he was like eleventh or twelfth. That's crazy. And I and honestly, like personally, I still have him in the seven to eight range, but that's just because of value of other positions. So, but that significantly has altered both of those guys. It brought Carr kind of out of the backwoods of you, if you will, um, where you were taking him as a backup only going into last year to he could legitimately be number 10 on t- quarterbacks taken. I, I think he's around that range now. He's in that 10, 11. Well, You're like, definitely taking him over Cousins. Yeah. And he doesn't have bad wide receivers. So Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I definitely think that there's been, I, I still think there's been some little revisionist history with him. People think that now he's like, he's like a, a top tier quarterback. Car, yeah. yeah, and he's he's not. He's a good. He's a good quarterback. No, he he, he gets like twenty three ten. That's like his like his. That's what it's been the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, but I do think that you know he's going to get five or six more out of. Well, yeah. I mean, line. you could you could even say ten. I I wouldn't mm-hmm. have a hard time looking at him as a thirty three and twelve, thirty three yeah. and fourteen, somewhere in that range. Um, and that would make him a ten or eleven quarterback statistically. Yeah. By the way, that's literally identical to Kirk Cousins' numbers from last year. Um, the Kirk Cousins line, as Coward likes to call it. Yeah. You, are you better than Kirk Cousins, Cousins. or are you worse than Kirk Cousins? Because mm. he is the most just mid that there is. And I think, I mean, he's, I don't a, know he's if above that. I don't even I know think, if that's mid. Because I think like, he's above the mid. Yeah. Like, I think it, his a, numbers are I do, fantastic. I, no, I, I do think that's where the cutoff is, though, yeah. is, is, the Kirk, is Kirk Cousins is like that cutoff from he's not the great. Like, yeah. you don't put him with the Aaron Rodgers or the Matt Stafford or the Patrick no. Mahomes. But he's like the first one out of like, he's he's like eleven, right? In terms of if you're somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, in, in the middle. To be fair to that point, though, the middle is obviously the fifteen, six or sixteen, right? Yeah. Would be yeah. middle, right? Yeah. So I mean, to be fair, it's not like he's that far off. But I think he is a few above. Yeah, I, I, I really do. Well, and the thing there is too, like a lot of the uh, the quarterbacks in that middle tier are all kind of like the same so it's not like there's right really bad when you're in that middle group of people because we do have a lot of really good quarterbacks now so another obvious one uh in the quarterback world that uh he has been impacted significantly would be um this guy that plays well might might get to play uh for cleveland Mm -hmm. uh deshaun watson is going through his court battle still um, you know, still kind of affected by various lawsuits. Settled, um, Most I think of, almost all of them. Well, I was pretty sure he settled all of them, and then like two or three more came up. Yes, that's what it was. And so, um, he's still under scrutiny from the league right now. They're appealing the decision. The initial decision was six game ban. Uh, the NFL's like, no, we're gonna go get our judge, and then we're gonna talk to him and tell him to make it more. I love their like impartiality. They get to pick the judge. Yeah, they and then get when to they present. Don't agree with it. Yeah, when they well, no, that's what they did. So, well, so they the, what's her face? Right, and then they but then they go get a different guy, and they're like, this person's gonna handle this, 
and it's their guy. Like it's straight up just their guy. I think it's hilarious that we're we're calling this impartial and fair to the player. It's so funny. Yeah. The NFLPA doesn't even get a vote. They don't get to approve. It's not one of those things. Like legitimately, it's just, eh, this is what we're doing. Deal. Yeah. Um. But uh, that said, I mean, we're not here to make a whole bunch of commentary about Deshaun Watson's life choices, but they've been poor. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, I, and I think a lot of us are in agreement that there's probably more than a two game difference between Tom Brady deflating footballs and then yes. what Deshaun Watson has done a four game suspension for Tom six game suspension for this that's fair there's probably you know but yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a funny situation that the NFL is I, kind of putting well, and also in. I mean like I mean the Browns even structured their deal assuming he wasn't gonna play yeah this that's like, like the scummiest yeah. part of this whole thing yeah. is how the Browns handled it and I think it's the NFL wanting to stick it to the Browns more than anything <laughs> just being like whoa wait well hold on you think Roger Goodell like sticking it to people are you serious oh, oh I couldn't you're questioning he's that man's integrity he's super impartial Matt I don't know <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about the guy Roger. that gets booed at every draft pick he reads out <laughs> oh that's my favorite part of the draft that's, it is one of my it's one of my favorite parts of the draft i uh i definitely think that watson's likely headed into the to 10, 12 i think it's 10 to 12 I yeah think, personally I think, 10. I think they're looking for double digits um that's going to be the compromise here um and uh and i think it's it's absolutely warranted so i will say don't too, draft him for fantasy yeah <laughs> i mean you you one thing to remember is you are almost crediting him time served here like the dude already didn't play a whole season, yeah, and but sat part on the sideline. Part of the, that was for the most part before the stuff came out was his choice, because he'd already said that he wasn't he was going to sit unless he was traded. And then like the next week, all the stuff came out. Yeah, it's so weird how that happened. It yeah. couldn't have possibly been the Texans doing that. Um, <laughs> I conspiracy theories are fun, uh, and sometimes they're very real. Uh, but. Legitimately, I think that's going to be really interesting to see what happens to his fantasy value. Uh, Deshaun Watson currently not getting drafted um, in most leagues. I have stashed him a couple of times just for fun um, because I have taken Aaron Rodgers. I've taken Matt Ryan. Uh, I think is an interesting pick. I, I actually, I mean, we'll probably get into it at some point, yeah. obviously, but I do like the Matt Ryan pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think with Deshaun, he's going to be one of those bargaining chips that you'll probably want in the yeah. last four or five weeks of the regular season. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to have somebody on a buy. And if you have that, even if you don't use him, if you have him, you can be like, oh, you know, I've got this little guy in my back pocket. I can well, to slide be really over. honest. I think it would be it would be a completely different conversation if the sixth game had stuck. I think you'd be getting drafted. He'd be getting in the drafted. Eleventh round. He'd be getting drafted as a real. Yeah. Yeah. QB one for six because there's so many good quarterbacks you just plug and play for for six weeks. Well, and there's another player that we're going to talk about that's on a six game suspension who is getting drafted uh, and is the same level of his position that Deshaun Watson is at his. Oh, so, yeah. um, you know, I I think there's some real fantasy value dependent upon where he ends up in terms of suspension. Uh, real quick, couple to hit. Uh, we already mentioned Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan should be getting drafted. You should be looking for him uh, post the twelfth round. He should be a thirteen to fifteen. Dark horse Colts, uh, baby. They're back. But- <laughs> <laughs> Might not be so much of a dark horse uh, anymore. But- no, I don't. I don't think they're a dark horse anymore. I think mm-hmm. I think we can pull they got that the one. Missing piece. Um, they uh, uh, they like their young guys on that team, and they are rolling with them. They have a legitimate MVP candidate in their backfield, 
and that's going to help Matt Ryan out a ton. That dude has the most weapons he's had since he made it to the Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan uh, and his offense. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that impacts Matt Ryan. But again, you should be in that 13-ish range. So if you're like, hey, I'm just going to build a deep roster and I want a late quarterback, Matt Ryan should be top 10 money this year. Um, I've, I've got him right around that 10 spot as well. Um, Baker and Darnold debate. Oh boy. Don't draft. If you are in one of those stupid 14 team leagues, uh, which I know like, weren't you in one last year? Yeah, it was painful. Yeah. Uh, if you're one of those, uh, you, get you one need to ignore player, that's it. Yeah. I did well. I did well. Did I you lost. finish top three? Yeah. Yeah. I th- it might. Yes, it was either because that was a money league, yeah. Yeah, it was my money and you, league, and you got your money, and back. it was a grind, and I got my money back. So yeah, it was third place. Yeah, nice. so I, I'm in that scenario. Pay attention to the Baker Darnold, but it's gonna be Baker. Yeah, come um, on. He's just yeah. better than Darnold, and um, Baker's gonna have to work himself out of that job. I really believe. I I still never understood how it wasn't obvious from day one. I, I don't know how, how it was. I don't understand. They're still splitting uh, first team reps. Yeah, and I'm not even uh, a Baker guy, it's really. It's just you watch what he brought to the Browns when the Browns were the Browns. Yeah. And what has Darnold done besides last week, first like three weeks of fantasy? Seriously, I, Darnold's Red Rocket, like yeah. 2.0. That's what he is. He's, he's, he can come in, play a number of games probably well. Except I, he won't put together a winning season at any point. No, but he could, <laughs> but he could probably go three and one on a four game stretch. Yeah, you get a hamstring issue on your on your quarterback, and he needs to take a month off. There you go. Um, so he's great. Baker insurance is is my opinion, but, um, but honestly, though, I think that this was of all the places. I think this was a great spot for Baker to go because yeah. when Tom Brady retires, who else is in that division at quarterback? Um, James James Winston. Winston. Yeah, of course, MVP. You know, I, who's who's better? I mean, it's not talent wise. He's better. OK. All right. Yes. But yeah. but also he's just Baker's, colorblind. We've been over this. Yes. This is a James w. Winston. Of course, this is a W. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Baker has shown that because well, James Winston's been in and out of the league. I mean, he's been he's been back up. He's been injured and all that kind of stuff. So we still haven't even seen what really what post Buccaneers James Winston is. I mean, I've, I felt. I felt really good right away last year, and then you know stuff yeah. happened with yeah. with Jameis. I'm I'm really interested in that team. We're going to talk about them here in just a moment as we get further down. Um, but again, I would say on the on the fantasy impact, uh, Baker and Darnold shouldn't be on your radar unless you are in the two quarterback league. Um, and at that, Baker should just be a dark horse and end round thing for you. Um, the 49ers and the Jimmy G, Trey Lance, Jimmy G is still sitting on go. Um, I don't know what the Giants are doing. They should I, definitely take care of business and just make that happen for themselves. As a world-renowned Jimmy G denier, it still boggles my mind that he's not somewhere. It. I, mm-hmm. We are waiting for an injury. I will say he would be somewhere if the Seahawks were not in the NFC West. Yeah. He would be. Yeah. If, I, I think he would 100% be there. If Davis Mills gets hurt, he's a Texan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you could say that about a number of situations. That's His neck fair, isn't but quite s- as like thick, but <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, but I, he's passable. I just look, like Jimmy. Jimmy's a day one starter for you. Um, the Niners are willing to hold him to cut down. They've already said this. Uh, they have no problem waiting. Um, I thought that he was about to become a Jet uh, this last week when I saw I mean, Zach Wilson. Depending limping on what happens room. with Deshaun Watson. 
Um, yeah. Fortunately it, for them, it sounds like it's maybe just week one. Yeah. It, so what'll be really interesting is when the NFL hands out their decision, you guys know that uh, speaking of Deshaun, just one more time, but Deshaun can also appeal that decision. Yeah. yeah. So he and can he, literally he can play, play until can play. it's finalized, yeah. which is going to be, which it's I, gonna I, be a I month. Mean, wouldn't want him to do. Because if he goes in and he plays games, period, then you're pushing out the suspension. So, potentially so the then the he's year. missing yep. week five to whatever, right? Yeah. So uh, that this is still hilarious. But I do think, yeah, there's a good chance that he ends up um, playing in Cleveland. I think, though, they're waiting to make that move to know how much uh, impact the Watson's going to have on him before they make that decision. But it's going to be really interesting. Trey Lance clearly a starter. Um, and Trey Lance right now is actually going anywhere between nine and 11, uh, depending on the league. A lot of people like him for the legs. I know we're Uh. anticipating, uh, that style of play. A lot of people, uh, stylistically, not talent are comparing him, uh, straight up to Josh Allen, which is pretty fair for the most part. Big, big, long arm. Saw that in the first preseason game. I uh, hit Danny Gray in stride uh, for a huge, I think it was 72 yards, 76 yard touchdown. But like he's going in the 9-11, so a range. Um, but Jimmy has dropped off the map. You're not going to draft any, him. Uh, Jameis Winston, I, we mentioned a moment ago, uh, by the way, coming back. Winston is not getting drafted or is at the end in the 15th round. Yeah, I picked him up in my last pick one. So that, that's been really interesting to see. I, I think he's a guy that's got a lot of targets and he throws the ball a ton and they're clearly going to let him. So um, I think this year they, they didn't a whole lot. They late. didn't a whole lot last year. Um, he was only throwing like 23, 20, 23 to 27 passes. They also on average. did not have Michael Thomas. who yeah. has decided yeah. that he saying. wants to play football again. Yeah. Um, and also and half of their running game is actually passing. Yeah, that is also because true. Because <laughs> Yeah, Alvin Kamara, uh, reception machine. Yeah, so the uh, moving on to the wide receivers that were affected. I'm sure we could spend all day on quarterbacks, but uh, we had some really I, I think wide ones. receivers is there's a longer list here. Well, yeah, but we can couple a few of these together. First two we'll couple together are Devonta Adams and Tyreek Hill. Uh, we already mentioned Adams switching over to uh, to Las Vegas. I think I said Oakland earlier. I apologize if I did. Um, but uh, Adams okay. going to Vegas. Uh, Hill uh, took his talents to South Beach, uh-huh. and uh, he 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 decided that he didn't want to play with Patrick Mahomes. I am fading Tyreek Hill like crazy this year. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not about it. I am. I'm a hundred percent not about Hill. I I don't. I mean, think he's going to get the opportunity. They have Waddle. Um. I mean, that's a. They have talent at wide receiver, and, and tight can't end. throw. Yeah. And, well, and Gasicki's not getting drafted. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But, yeah. um, but Tua, Tua can't throw. I, I have no problem saying this well, over dude, and they, over again. Yeah. He can't throw. Like in Tyreek Hill's first practice with the Dolphins, the social media posted a video of Tua yes. throwing to him, and Tyreek had to stop and stand still yes. to ca- and like the, back up to catch the ball. The problem is right. a speedster is supposed to take the top off of the defense. <laughs> Tua can't take the, the top off literally. He can't a take Coke. the top. Yeah, he can't take the top off a pickle jar. So, so and, which kind of hurts to say because I really did like Tua coming out of college. Obviously, the injury was different, but watching him play in Dude. college was like, who is this guy? And then he gets to the league, and it's just at some How point, upset 
Do you have to be to realize that you passed on Joe Burrow? Yeah, and exactly. Justin Herbert. At, at can some you, point, can, can a Dolphins fan look me in the eyes and say that they made the right choice? If everybody's nope. joking about the arm, it's not just a joke anymore. Yeah, I, we're and, all watching it. And, and seriously, that injury was major. And I am one who who believes that Frank Gore may be the only person who's ever proved the injury bug from college like legitimately wrong, like just a hundred percent wrong. Um, although that dude did suffer a broken pelvis in the NFL and still kept playing. And in yeah. 30 years, his brain's going to be scanned for CTE. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. He's, he's also not really a great boxer. Rip. So, unfortunately. Um, I'm, I don't want to project an early death for a human being. <laughs> I'm not either. Especially not on something that's going to be put on the internet. Am I wrong? But I love Frank Gore. Yeah. So you're a bowling ball for 20 years. Um, yeah. No, there's no shade his way. He was incredible. Yeah. The uh, but I don't. I, this affects Hill in a major way. I'm still watching Hill go, honestly, in that fourth round range, and I'm just like, no. Uh, there are receivers. He he is going, for instance, and we'll tail into the next one. He is going before DK. I have a problem with that. DK um, is going to pick um, up more receptions uh, overall. I, hey, I've watched so Geno play he, right now. I'm just saying this. Geno is better than Tua right now. I, I would agree. And if anything, it's because DK is a much easier target for a subpar quarterback yeah. than a well, speedster. And so That's totally so fair. as someone who watched the Geno Smith experience last year, uh-huh. um, not by choice, uh, he loves DK. DK yes, did does. not really fall off a whole lot when Russ went out. Lockett did. Lockett yeah. did, hardcore. Yeah. Because that, that Russ-Lockett connection was huge. Which almost kind of takes us to like the next part of that same equation, which right. is Lockett. Which uh, is Lockett. D, but DK right now is going in the sixth range. Uh, DK kinda, is... Yeah. I, I, that's a great pick. I have I have in some drafts where I, I, I try lots of different formulas. So I've done the whole like alternate run, running back wide receiver thing and going back and forth. And I'm a big believer of trying to collect running backs and wide receivers in the first six rounds. Um, but uh, in that formula, I've been able to get DK as like my number one or number two receiver mm-hmm. um, in that five, six range, um, depending on the setup. Like if I had to take a tight end early or one of them fell in my lap and was like, oh, I got to do this now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been surprising to see a legitimate number one who I expect to be in the 1400 yard range um, who's going to hit double digit touchdowns going in the fifth yeah, to sixth round. He got 12 That's last nuts. year. Yeah, I, and I just I expect him to be right in there. I think I my numbers for him are I think it's 1396 really, and 12. It's really going to depend on what Seattle's doing at quarterback because Drew Locke has in the preseason game and in the their mock game moved the offense better than Geno did, but Geno has looked cleaner. Yeah, and I think Geno's so if playing they, if, it if to they, the if, chest and and playing it smart. If they it depends it, I think what they need to do is commit to one and just stick with it unless an injury happens or they the other one plays awful. Because if you do the back and forth, right. I think that's when we're going to well, see. And I think because of uh, because of Locke's COVID diagnosis today, yep. he took himself out already of the next game they're supposed to be playing in. Which was a bummer. And uh, I think that honestly ruins his chances to start week one. Well, he was and he was just starting to play with the with the because he looked better in the preseason game than yeah. Gino did. Yeah, legitimately, like barring an injury, Locke's got the job. Or, I mean, Locke does not have the job. Gino does. And I think DK benefits from that. I think Lockett doesn't benefit from either one. Uh, Lockett it right now is in that 11 to 14 range. 
Um, take him as a last chance flyer. I would not. This is not going to be the tandem that you saw last year. And Locke is clearly losing a step uh, mm-hmm. now into his 30s. And and I think that that's pretty obvious. He'll get 800 yards. Um, Lockett, by the way, looked to be a trade target um, that the Seahawks could unload in the right scenario for a team that's looking um, and doesn't have the depth. Um, there is a, a certain... Um, Oh, I guess I'll just say Denver is down a receiver. They are currently down a receiver. <laughs> and if he's going to go anywhere, may as well. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, though. I don't think that they're going to be making another no, trade no. together anytime but that's, soon. That's the only time that I would take Lockett is if he can yeah. play with I mean, Russ hit, again somehow. Then Lockett boom, had a value because of Russ. I, I think he just needs a big arm. So, like, yeah. let, like let's, let's say um, the Raiders were hurting in depth. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, lock, lock it to the Raiders. Derek Carr can throw the ball far. Yeah. Um, same thing for a Kansas City. Um, Chargers you know, type of thing. Sure. Um, anybody looking for that Keenan third Allen option goes down or something. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And Keenan Allen's in the last year of his contract, so yeah. Um, that wouldn't affect their situation at all to bring in a veteran. Well, and Lockett like signed an extension last year. I don't remember the exact. I think it was a three-year. So he's still locked yeah. up for a couple of years. Right. He's, he's got two more after this year and next, I believe. Is what he's on, right? I think so. Okay. Uh, that's about right. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to follow. Um, moving down the line, uh, Debo clear, clearly affected um, by the quarterback change, but I don't think it's going to be to his detriment. Uh, no. Debo has moved up significantly. Uh, he was in the DK uh, mode last year. He was in that 5-6 range. He's now being taken regularly in the late second to early third, um, and that makes a lot of sense with the production that he had. Thank God, as a 49er fan, he signed his stupid contract. Um, yeah. But, uh, a team-friendly I, contract with that. It, it, it will shake out that way. The 49ers are very good at making that happen, but it will shake out that way. Um, Amari, change, uh, Amari Cooper changes places, uh, leaves <clears throat> the Cowboys, heads to the Browns. Um, his value is 100% going to be determined by who is throwing him the ball. Yeah. If Jacoby Brissett is legitimately throwing the ball there, like no, <laughs> but also, they, they—he's now the number. He's not sharing targets with CD or Michael sure, Gallup anymore. Sure, but this is a run first team. Yeah, with Chubb. No, with I'm, with Hunt, who absolutely. also catch the ball. Both of them pretty well. Absolutely, but all I'm saying is that he's he's now on that team. Yeah, number one, hundred percent. Yeah, he is the legit number one. But I think we know that he plays as a number one slash two. So yeah. he's he's gonna have games where he takes the top off on a deep post. He's and, gonna he's uh, gonna he's gonna light up for 170 yards and two touchdowns. And he's gonna have a game where he catches three yeah, passes for because 30. Because he can be shut down by teams with with a good secondary. He absolutely yeah. can. Um, and uh, just just quick note, he's in a division that usually has some pretty good secondaries. I don't expect uh-huh. the Steelers to be a great team this year. We're gonna talk about the ne- that in the next podcast. The but, Ravens. Um, but I I mean, you still got to deal with the Ravens secondary. Marcus Peters was running good. drills for the first time since he tore his ACL. Bingo. Yep. Um. <laughs> And so I, for me, Amari has late round value um, or mid to late. Mm-hmm. So he's getting drafted in the seven to nine range. I watched him drop all the way to 10 in one today. Yep. Um, again, mine are all 10 team. I want to preface that. We don't, we don't uh, look at this with any other scope because if you're playing and I'm going to pivot here real fast. If you're playing in an eight team league, okay, it's cool that you play with your family and your friends or your Cupcake. church group. 
but uh, that is easy fantasy football, and uh, you don't need to listen to this podcast. Uh, th- this <laughs> or, specific or, one. Or, you can or, listen to sports file all the time. Don't, or brag about it. Or brag you... about it to anyone ever. Yeah. Um, I have one there's a specific... reason there's there's a reason I didn't say how many what what I've won yeah. because it didn't matter yeah, because it doesn't matter it doesn't have any yeah. value um if you win a 12 or 14 you can brag about that all you would like yeah. um though but those are also stupid um because they stretch it out and make it impossible if you're the 14th if you're drafted 14 I have a buddy who's in a 14 team keeper league have fun with Adam Thielen Jeez. dude you it's literally a death sentence for like three years like it just is. There's no way unless you just only draft rookies. I mean, if you drafted Herbert two years ago, that's paid off last year mm-hmm. and it's going to pay off in the future. But he tanked hard to take him the first time. So I, and, and not that he had like a bad season or anything. Don't get me wrong. It's rookie year. But I just like laugh at, at people who look at those structures. True structure, as I believe it for fantasy football is a 10 team league. It needs to incorporate PPR either full or half. I play half in all of my leagues for the most part, um, just because I think it's the most fair way to do it. Otherwise, you overvalue the wide receiver position. Um, and uh, and as far as the draft is concerned, ten and twelve is really like where the draft gets super duper important. In fourteen, you just collect players. In twelve, you got to be a little strategic, especially if you're on the high or the low end of picking. If you're number one, you got Taylor right this year, which. By the way, we'll just say that right now. If you are not drafting Jonathan Taylor first I, I overall, story, I have a story about that. Uh, we'll, we'll address later. I don't know what you're doing or where you came from, but you should go back. Whatever there. drug you're on, dude. I uh, want it. Did you watch football last year? Jo- Jonathan Taylor is the number one pick. I don't. You can disagree with me all you would like, but you're wrong. Um, a hundred percent wrong. He is by value the the number one outright. I don't care if you're a Cooper Cup guy. We're sitting here with a massive Cooper Cup fan. The and he's like, <laughs> if I have the number one pick, I'm picking Jonathan Taylor. Bingo. Ten out of ten times. Not even in a fun league would I not take him <laughs> if I had the first pick. In an eight team league, I would still pick yeah. Jonathan well, Taylor. In an, eight, in an eight team league, you can probably get both. That <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Yeah. So I there's just significant uh, difference between them. Uh, Ten teams by far the most commonly played. So that's why we talk about the stuff the way we do. I want to talk about the last wide receiver real quick. Um, and I say this understanding that this could backfire on me because uh, I don't want to talk about the other one. Um, but uh, that we could talk about Michael Thomas slant boy right now. If you wanted to, you can go DK. Michael Thomas and Amari in consecutive rounds. And if you like, came out with those three as your receivers, you'd feel just fine. Yeah, you absolutely should. I think that all three of those could be double that. digit touchdowns and should be um, Amari just because of opportunities. Um, all three are going to be thousand yard plusers. Michael Thomas could legitimately go and reclaim his three. I mean, him and Cooper could be duking it out for receptions this year. Uh, and and well, uh, and now, targets because like. He did what he did with Drew Brees, but now he's got a dude with who can who throws it even More. has a better arm than <laughs> Drew Brees. No, no well, disrespect. Distance, distance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Distance and strength. No, not, not accuracy. accuracy. No, not no, no, accuracy. no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Bigger um, arm. But yeah, I I love the Michael Thomas in the sixth round grab or the seventh if you're lucky. Um, and he's his what he's actually ranked is around ninety. I think ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, somewhere in there. Um, that's what they've got him as, but nobody's letting him slip to the eighth, ninth round. Everybody knows still what Michael Thomas is, and that's pretty obvious. So grab him if you can get him. Real quick, we'll hit the running backs. 
they're not a lot of effective. We kind of left this towards the end. Um, there is the Christian McCaffrey debate. Would you draft him? Should you draft him early in the first round? Uh, we all have a strong consensus here on this show. While we like watching Christian McCaffrey play football, Christian McCaffrey does not play enough football to get drafted in the first round. I understand he's going to go three, four, five, but you are literally playing Russian roulette with four bullets in that six shooter. I, I'm just saying, like, you don't know if he's literally going to step onto the field um, after game three or four and how many times after game three or four. So for me personally, wouldn't touch him. Um, I do think he's going to be affected, but only in a positive way by having Baker there. With Baker, dude can throw the ball deep and take the top off a of defense. Not, obviously not the most accurate guy in the world, but you've seen the running game under Baker in Cleveland succeed massively. Yeah. I think because Baker can get a, uh, he can move outside the pocket. He runs, he's got legs, mm-hmm. he can spread a defense that opens up more lanes for running game. So if you're going to take Christian and you're sitting at eight, nine and one of your buddies and your buddies are like us, if you feel good at eight or nine, I'd say take them. Um, but personally, if Dalvin or Najee is there, I'm taking yeah. either one of those before I take Christian. And I understand that's going to stoke a fire for some of you, but I'm just saying, it's I need to years. know my first pick is going to play. They need to know it's it. It's been two years. Yeah, Believe yeah. me, I know. I had, the, I had the first pick two years in a row. And so I picked him, and I've, I've been bounced out of a couple leagues now because of that decision. Fool me we, twice. Yeah. We, we talked about it last year. My main league is a three-tier league. Grant was in the middle tier of yeah. that league. Um, and by three-tier league, I say we have three top 10 or three 10 team leagues. We dropped two guys out of the A into the B. We dropped four from the B to the C, um, the bottom four. Um, and then we move up in reverse, four into the B, two into Literally, the A. Literally, if I drafted Derrick Henry instead, you would be would, in the would A. Been, would have been, it was probably just the consensus number two pick last year. You would at least be, you you would have been in the top four in the B. Yeah, and, and he ended up finishing seven, so he's getting moved down to the C yeah. just because he drafted McCaffrey. Don't do not do it unless everyone else is gone. And especially if you're in a money league, why in the world would you touch Christian McCaffrey? Don't bet any money on that man. None. Um, also in real life. Oh, uh, yeah, that's you. Don't also bet real money outside of fantasy on that. So, uh, so another quick conversation that I want to have in the running back realm is Najee. I love Najee. I lied to everyone last year before drafting and said, don't take rookie running backs. They never produce more than a thousand or so yards. Yada, yada, yada. I was right about all of them except for Najee. And then I went and I took Najee and I got super excited for what happened because he just flat out blew up. The dude's a legit bell cow, three down back, can block, can catch. He's going to get all the yards. He's going to score a ton. My issue, though, is he was playing with a legend as his quarterback last year, who was not he, Ben Roethlisberger's Super Bowl winning quarterback that is version, a legend. That version of Ben Roethlisberger was the exact if you, opposite. If eyes could speak you through the me? podcast, Grant just looked at me like I was the dumbest person ever that's ever spoken into a microphone. He is a legend. He legend is. defines an entire person's career. Sure, but or the entirety of a person's honestly, career. I think any of their quarterbacks that they have now are better than what we saw from Ben Roethlisberger last I year. I mean, MJ on the Wizards was still a legend. <laughs> <laughs> MJ on the Wizards was better than Roethlisberger last oh, yeah. year. Just saying. 
I uh, could probably be better than Ben Roethlisberger. We like, know that's not true. We all but saw where he like tried to roll out and throw the ball. And fell over. And, and oh, fell he's over. as mobile as a tree. Okay. <laughs> look, look, I mean, he looked like he'd been mowing down on some Twinkies before games. That's fair. Oh, my gosh. But he's kind of always looked like that. He did look horrible. He's, but I, I'm also going to say that name running backs that have succeeded behind Mitchell Trubisky. Um, name anyone oh, that succeeded uh, behind Mason Rudolph. They played Rudolph. for the Bears, so <laughs> that had yeah. nothing to do with Mitchell Trubisky. Had everything to do with the Bears. I mean, and Matt Nagy's offense. Well, that which listen, I'm not going to let you get started on some Trubisky truthing again. Trubisky's bad. It doesn't matter that this, it was Chicago. No, He's I'm, bad. I th- no, but I'm telling He's gonna you, going to lose the starting job to Kenny Pickett, which could happen. Yeah, which uh, Pickett's no, no, been all, playing all, well. All I'm saying in, yeah. in is that the reason running backs were bad was not because of Mitch Trubisky. It was because it was a Matt Nagy offense. Oh, that's fair. That's what I'm saying. That's fair. Because uh, a Cohen Montgomery's not that bad. Cohen, if that dude could have stayed alive, yeah, was him too. Awesome with the ball. Just saying. Uh, Montgomery, I I I do not understand. Montgomery's still going in like the fourth round. I don't get that. Like, why are you wasting a pick? On Montgomery, like Antonio Gibson or Montgomery, Gibson, Gibson, okay, yeah, Antonio Gibson or off of, off of like what he could be, I'd take Gibson. Yeah, I mean Antonio Gibson. Okay, well and, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something though. I picked Montgomery in the fourth because that was everybody else was gone. Oh, we can talk about that when we look at our mocks. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain that. But um, no, there it. I just I look at Najee and I'm like I'm a excited because he had such a great year but this is going to be a completely different offense I don't think we know what we're going to get there um, well I think more importantly the, the O-line matters way more did, I don't, it, I don't it, know it the shape of their O-line it wasn't good last year it is rebuilding right now it's supposed to be a lot better that's what everybody says well, then, I, was, we then I would say if it's supposedly better yeah then. but but you don't have a you don't have the I don't know there's just not as the, the weapons are not as deep they lost. Uh, I mean, Juju's not there. Roethlisberger's not there controlling the offense, at least. And it's just new stuff. So for me, um, taking him in the top 10 is a maybe. I, I like. I still like him in the upside. Um, I see his value at nine. I think that's what he's going at most of the time is nine. I understand it. And don't get me wrong. If given the opportunity, I'm going to be picking in the 10. I, I, I might... If he's there, I'm definitely going to consider it because uh, my other options are Stephon Diggs and Aaron Jones. Um, and speaking of quarterbacks that are going to get, or running backs, I mean, that are going to get affected by their offense, um, there's Jones and, and um, Packerland. I understand Jeez he has land. value, but uh, I don't think that he has 10 or 11 value. That is no. currently where he is at. Is he's being drafted between ten and thirteen, but I don't think he's got top thirteen. Well, but I think I think it also comes down to again the the, all all these questions here is who's still left, who's on the board? Because if there's no one, like in the the tens eleven spot, if if if, like if your if your league that you're in is smart and they go running backs, yeah, that's that might be all that's left. Because I I say that I say that, but then I go okay, but if this was eighteen, right? If this was eighteen, this doesn't sound ridiculous at all. I would take Jones at eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but I'm taking pro. I'm but one of the issues I have is Chubb's going after him. Yes, Chubb should Chubb in my my estimation right now numerically, absolutely more value than Jones. I and think, I and I understand Jones had good games when in. But yeah. Jones is one of those again injury prone backs is going to miss games. That's why AJ Dillon is there and AJ Dillon clearly the heir apparent by the way. And if that dude goes on a hot streak, they're just going to give him the ball. 
I, mean, I think period. Chubb has potential to be the second best back in the league. Who does? Sorry, Chubb. Chubb. Always. I think every year he has the potential to be the second best. Yeah. Uh, J- JT is right there. But you could put Dalvin in that conversation, clearly. Yeah. Put Joe Mixon in that conversation, clearly. If you're Derrick uh, Henry, yeah, obviously. I was going to say Derrick Henry, if you're assuming he's going to come Der- back. Derrick Henry full. may not have relinquished the throne yet. Okay. JT did that last year and everything. But Henry had been doing it prior. Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, dude, if he, we was, he, was being, he was playing even better than the year before. Yeah, we, before we looked at Henry's numbers. But the thing you also have to be aware of with running backs is what system are they in? What's their workload? Because then you do end up with a yeah. Derrick Henry type situation where it's like, yeah, he's going to be a beast, but because he's a beast, he's going to have the ball so much. Yeah. And you're going to want to make sure you probably have something to put in for those kinds of guys when they're out. We also need to say here, too, that, um, I mean, running back is the position where you have to find depth. Uh, in fantasy drafts, because while the top 10, top 12 are probably going to be money for you, after that, there's just a lot of guys that are okay. You know, we don't know what um, Eli Mitchell is yet for the 49ers. We have seen Zeke get worse and worse. Oh my gosh. Um, You know, but but the dude still finishes with over, you know, 1,300 yards and his double-digit touchdowns. Like, I don't understand how he gets there, but he does. Um, always goal line. But genuinely, um, when you when you look at all these running backs, you got to get deep quick, and so keep that in mind. This is the position where that you need to consider the most, but you're also picking it at a place of sacrifice because you're gonna you're gonna lose Jamar Chase if you go for a running back at the end of the first. You're gonna give up on Stephon Diggs That's if a- you go running back early first. You're gonna lose Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Like you, Jamar Chase, and yeah, I mean, like, and Chase has been mostly in the seven to ten range, uh, mm-hmm. seven to nine. But um, but yeah, I mean, you're gonna lose one of those players. Um, and personally, my philosophy is that um, I understand this position is what gets me to the playoffs the most. So I do look at that quite a bit, and it's about taking the value where you can get it. Um, moving into the tight ends, uh, just touching on it really just briefly because there's not. A ton to talk about here. Gronk is currently retired. We'll see. Um, you know, I just don't wait until week twelve. I just don't <laughs> believe it when athletes say they're retired. Now, I don't believe it when he says he's retired. Um, I think he just hates the offseason program. That's genuinely what I think he's doing. Is just he wants to ramp it. up? His quarterback's not doing the offseason program right now either. Yeah, he just wants to ramp up and uh, play some playoff football for a few weeks. Yeah. And who could blame him? They'll sign him to a few million, few million dollars, and he'll still get a trophy and a ring. Yeah, and so, I mean, we saw what he came back like after taking that time off. Yeah, nothing. Very he, clearly worked. He missed for him. nothing, and that dude could walk out onto a field with, uh, possibly two Hall of Fame receivers, Mike Evans, uh, being one of them, uh, and Julio Jones. Uh, now is the third receiver for Tom Brady because you know made some really Tom Brady plays. needs help, guys. He needs help. Um, he made some pretty impressive catches. I saw a couple. Yeah, I I don't think Julio's gonna have a hard time in that offense at all, especially being the third option. Yeah, I'm still a uh, I'll believe it when I see it with Julio at this point. Only from like an injury standpoint. Sure. Over under 900 yards. Over. Okay. So so it's a take. Yeah. I wouldn't take him from a fantasy standpoint, but he's gonna be. Absolutely valuable to that yeah. team. But I will say it's not very hard to be a thousand yard receiver anymore. 
It's really not. With, it's not. With the, the way extra you play game, the game and the extra game. Yeah. yeah. So, but he'll have impact in the right places as long as he's healthy. And he's just a huge red zone. Th- I mean, the dude's huge. Yeah. Does moving on to other other tight ends, does does Waller lose value because of Devonta? I mean, it, and I say this, it will keep something in mind here. Last year, Devonta played for the Packers. Robert Tunyon, and I believe 13 games, grabbed 10 touchdowns. So does Waller lose value as this six foot five behemoth of a human being who seemingly can run every route and block incredibly? I don't know how he loses value, but does he? Because he's now going to be the third option? Second? I don't know. Here's what I would say. And this is going to sound like I'm just not giving an opinion. I have to see how they use Devonta because in the Packers offense, if Waller went to the Packers, absolutely he does and say they didn't have Tanyan That's because fair. Aaron Rodgers threw Devonta Adams like 50 times a game. <laughs> like, and so he ate up all the targets because of the relationship that Rodgers had with Adams. Sure. I don't know. He lost, they lost that playoff game to the Niners because he only wanted to throw to Adams and missed yeah, Lazard wide open. Yes. So yeah. like, I don't know how, Derek, how that's going to go. Is Derek Carr going to treat him the way Aaron Rodgers did and throw to him 80 million times a game? Yeah. If so, then yes. But if it, but if it is a spread out, it's, you know, you know, maybe, he, maybe he gets 12 targets. Renfro gets like eight. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah. And, and honestly, in preseason, as always, teams are only showing us so much and yeah. we're only seeing starters play together for a series or so. And a lot of those times you can't you're base fantasy off of uh, you, what drive. Well, yeah. And a lot of teams aren't playing like the Rams don't play any starters all through the preseason. So you have yeah. no idea what you're walking into week one. I mean, we know, but we don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, with this and le- legitimately a Hall of Fame caliber talent in Devonta Adams playing on this team and being a absolute target monster, I-, I just don't know. I think that Waller's probably the second option. And I, I say that so with too. all due respect to Renfro, who is amazing, but Waller in the short game is incredibly Renfro valuable. is going to be the best third option in football. Yeah. You should still absolutely Ooh. get him if you can at that some point. That might be a tiny bit of a hot take, but it's pretty good. I don't think so. I mean, it might best be. third option. The best third option would okay. Uh, Kittle is he the third option? Yeah, you think so? Yes. Over Ayuk, I do. This oh. year, yes, because of how Trey Lance plays. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, I'm putting, I, putting him there. Okay. Well, if you're gonna say that, I was okay. I was anticipating Kittle being a number two on that team. Yeah. Um, I think Ayuk is like their third option, personally. But you would know better than I would at this point. Yeah, right now, right now it looks like I mean, the other one that I would the, think the it would two. be would be um, Boyd from Cincinnati. He's a solid number three option because you've got Chase Higgins and then and Boyd. I would say Renfro's better than him. Yeah, yeah. I would right but, now, right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think that's the only really other. I'm trying to think of like yeah. third options. A lot of teams don't have like a stud stud third options. They got solid third options. Yeah, no, Tam- Tampa and. Well, Tampa, God, the Raiders, who, who, Godwin, Julio, whoever's going to be the third yeah. option there. You know, Julio's the third. Yeah. God, Godwin. Don't, let's let's not downplay that. Guy. By the way, great. getting drafted in the eleventh round, late, Godwin. Super late, dude. That's way good, too late. That's really good value. Um, um absolutely. I, get in the eleventh. Speaking of Waller, though, to go back to that, I do think that he'll actually have a pretty good year. Um, I think probably better than maybe we expect, if only because if he it does end up being that second option. Um, I just think with Devon, like he's gonna take so much attention, yeah, and obviously he's gonna double off Waller. He's gonna want to feed him the ball him, sure. all the time, and obviously they'll have chemistry. 
uh, because they're, they be- they're best buddies. Yep. But I, I do think that opens up a lot for Waller when, while Waller might be the second option, I think Renfro will get treated as a second option in a lot of ways where they're like, okay, well, we know this guy's like legit. Now we can't just like it, pick your poison. Are we going to get eaten alive by Waller? Or are we going to get eaten alive by uh, Renfro as, as a second or third option? So I think yeah. Waller does have a lot of opportunity there just with the attention that Devonte brings, especially over the middle of the field. That's going to be, you know, find your spot in the middle of the field. Dink, dink, dink. Somebody was saying this uh, the other day, and they said I like that they likened it to um, a couple of years ago a, a Super Bowl winning version of Sammy Watkins playing alongside Tariq Hill um, and Travis Kelsey. They said, mm-hmm. "Look what Kelsey was still able to do," and I said, "Well, that's a little unfair because Patrick Mahomes and yeah. you know Derek Carr are two different things." Um, but but they made a very valuable point. Um, Sammy's value increased. Um, with with that offense clicking the way that it was, and when they had the running game going, which the Raiders definitely have they the will. potential to do, and Josh, they w- yeah, uh, they will. Jacobs, which by the way, yeah, a bit of a down year last year, but fifth, fifth round, Jacobs is going a great great value pick. Him or Damian Harris, I'm taking Jacobs. Um, but uh, they were they were making some fair comparison there. Uh, Gesicki almost not getting drafted, by the way, down in Miami. Uh, like literally past, 14, like 15. He's super consistent when when playing super consistent. They have clearly taken him out um, in and babied some injuries with him. And that's been pretty obvious. But um, Gesicki's got a, a definitely late round value. Um, if you are just losing your mind about running backs and wide receivers and then uh, just oopsie and need a tight end late. Cole Komet, Gesicki could be your guy's. Um, in in the eleventh round or later, yeah. uh, Cole Komet should be getting a whole bunch of targets since they only have one other option in Chicago. Um, <laughs> yeah, because everybody else got hurt <laughs> or left or, or left. There's that. Um, and I don't know. Knox is is not getting picked up a lot. Um, in uh, Dawson Knox isn't for Buffalo. I don't know that he has uh top ten value at all. I he thing. started so hot, but. He, so his stats last year, he had 600 yards, mm-hmm. nine touchdowns. That is Tunyon's stats. Tunyon and, also not well, he also drafted. Didn't he break his hand or finger yeah, or something? Yeah, something some where point, he couldn't play for well, a while. Kind of when he was getting hot. Yes. I, I will say this. I think there's some sleeper value there, if anything, just because I think the Bills are going to be a well-oiled machine yeah. uh, again. Well, any, any, and if, if you're, you're getting thrown to by my Josh Allen, yeah, you have value. And I think for both of these guys, they are great backup tight ends for sure. Um, yeah. And you can draft them as that and and alternate as needed based on some matchups and injuries and bye weeks and all that stuff. Yeah. But I would say that Knox, honestly, you if if you can get a better value grab in your last pick or you still need to get your kicker, grab that. Yeah. But the, um, you uh, can go get Knox right away on the waiver wire. The, the problem with Knox, and this is why he's kind of just like sleeper value, is... I've been seeing a lot of people that are really high on um, Isaiah McKenzie. Is that his first name, Isaiah? Yeah. A lot of people are really high on him out of slot, plus Gabriel Davis. He's been really and, high. And, and which he and that's had blow-up games in the playoffs, and he's getting pushed. But yeah. people, Stephon Diggs is yeah. going to take you, 14 targets you have, a game. You still have Diggs. So at, at best, from everything that I've been seeing, you know, Knox will be a good 
fourth option. He'll get some red zone targets. Yeah. All yada yada yada. Tunyon, he is Tunyon is the obvious yeah. comparison. Yes, he's like the beneficiary the of being in a good, high-powered scoring offense, and so he'll still have value. But there's just you know an embarrassment of riches to where sure. you can only get so much out and of a guy. Should somebody get hurt, his value will increase. That's why we yeah. we like him as the backup. Yeah. Um, waiver wire snag right after the draft, uh, practice squad value, if you will. Um, and if you've got that extra bench slot, if you've got six or seven bench slots in a 10 team specifically, um, why not? Absolutely go get those guys. Um, that's, that's a good get. We real, don't, uh, we don't quick, give a crud. What? Real quick. Uh, as of 25 minutes ago, Baker Mayfield has been named the starting quarterback for the Panthers. See, we know stuff around here, guys. We that, said that out yeah. loud and then it became a thing. Yeah, we didn't have to project Honestly, that. Time wise, it's also the least the surprising thing I've heard all day. But we, still. but we, we got it right. Confirmed. Yeah. We said it out loud, and then the Panthers were like, "You know what, guys? Sportsify is already putting it out there. Over we there might as Oregon. well just let them know." Yeah. Um, we haven't put this on the internet even. That's how good we uh, the Panthers tech is. Yeah. I just want to say that. No, it's, how, it's how good we are. I'm oh, on the okay. wire. Um, I was gonna say we don't really give a crud about defenses and kickers. Um, so we're not gonna comment kicker, unless it's Tucker. If you draft a kicker before the last round, I hate you. Okay. Um, unless it's Tucker, you can draft him 14. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. He's the good. Um, which I that's true because I don't look at kickers until the last round, like ever. Um, I, there's just so they're so even. Yeah, I mean their pro, their projections when you look at them are within about 14 points, the yeah. best to the worst. Um, I might draft Chris Boswell just because he hosed me so much <laughs> last year. But um, well, don't do that because he's gonna hose you again. Don't waste your time. You could literally go the draft without taking a kicker. You'll I get a horrible grade on your Yahoo mock or yeah. your Yahoo mock or your actual report card. But um, who cares? Yahoo's uh, good kickers will score dumb. points on good teams. Bad teams will need their kicker to score yeah. all of their points. It, you you know, and and I will just say this too. If if you've listened this far to the podcast, do not draft two defenses. Oh my Don't gosh. ever do, do that. It's the dumbest thing ever. Defenses are situational. There will always be one on the waiver wire. Because, With a good matchup. Yeah, we're going to know. I mean, literally this year, whoever is playing the Bears, just start them. That's all you need to do. And you will have the best defensive situation, yeah. I think, that you and could if you have. Don't, and if you... And if, and if, that that defense is taken up. Whoever's playing the Seahawks, <laughs> that'll probably be right there. Yeah. Especially when Geno gets uh, like uh, tries to punch some guy in the helmet or something in the fourth game on the sideline, mm-hmm. and then just yeah, if I put that out there and that happens, that's creepy. <laughs> um, but We're no, Simpsons. You uh, you definitely uh, do not need to take two defenses. I'm not a fan of drafting most of the time two tight ends because there's just more value to the fourth or fifth of a position player. Uh, then there is usually a fifth. I'm either taking a fifth running back or a fifth wide receiver in this setup. Yeah, there's way more value to that, especially if you're in the W or, or the double WRT that um, we are all in in the ABC. Get yourself uh, some flex. You got to get two flexes, and so there's way more value in that fifth position player. Um, and never ever have more than one kicker on your roster. Like hate yourself if you do, unless you have Justin Tucker and it's his bye week. Yeah, okay. like there, there are kickers, and by kickers I mean singular. Yes, there's one <laughs> singular that you just don't drop. Um, there are kicker. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are and kicker. <laughs> but um, genuinely, we uh, we want you to think through those positions when you're grabbing them, um, and uh, we're gonna go a little bit more through that in here in a little bit. 
But we want to talk about rookies. I am super pumped about a few different rookies. Uh, specifically, I was looking up and we are big fans here of uh, Fantasy Pros. And I snag all of their articles. I read through all their stuff every year. And for some reason, Jameson, I cannot get this to come up on our doc. Can you pull it up there? Because it I is being... Be to... I don't understand what I did. Did I do a dumb thing? I did. Um, but there are there's a few of them that I... And I've been drafting. We're looking at... Uh, it, it labels them in tiers here. And, and we're looking at tier one right now. And I've drafted both of these players multiple times. Um, the Jets drafted a potential three down back that sounds like he could be Najee 2.0 uh, in Brees Hall. Um, and that he is clearly the highest ranked uh, of all the rookies. Yeah, there's and there's no one else. Well, I mean, there's Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But he's he's definitely a third down ish looking back. Um, Brees Hall, though, has the size. He runs through people. He runs over people. He jumps over people. He can catch. He can block. Uh, again, sounds just like Najee uh, last year. Um, Brees Hall's going, I believe, in the third round, and that's a good second running back. If that's the situation that you're in, uh, you went running back. Let, let's say you, you started with Jamar. You started with Justin, and then you went and got Chubb in the second round. Your third um, pick, you got Brees. Your third pick, you get Brees. You're feeling you should good. feel good. Yeah, uh, it, genuinely. Um, there's some fourth, uh, some fourth round options like Eli Mitchell um, that that you should consider. Um, Cam Akers potentially, if you're willing to risk the the injury issue uh, that that he has had. Um, but uh, Brees Hall seems to be the no doubter of the rookie class. Second to him uh, in rankings, and I'd be curious to hear a little bit of your guys' stuff on this because I, I've been taking Drake London. He is the other rookie I'm taking, but it's mostly because I can get him where I want him. I can take him yeah. as my fifth receiver late in the draft, and that to me just makes a lot of sense. There's a ton of upside there. He is the legit number one receiver. People could say that about Pitts um, because Pitts really is a wide receiver playing. Yeah. He's a tight end slot. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll just tell you, I drafted, I drafted Drake London just because of how everything shook out. I drafted him with the with the, in the twelfth round, twelfth round, thirteenth round, somewhere in that range. I would I say it's been pretty normal. His tier on this list is more relative to where he should be drafted, not necessarily that like, oh, he's tier one. You should go out and like get no, him. No, it's because you know? there's yeah. no one else. It's because yeah. the Falcons just. Yeah, the Falcons don't have people. Yeah. I mean, Coral. Patterson had a good year. Oh, he did. He did work for me last year. Yeah, but yeah. I don't necessarily see that. Yeah, he <laughs> Cordell Patterson itself. did a good job of making people playoff teams. Didn't also, do such a great job. His, val finishing. his value yeah. has diminished because I, I noticed on Yahoo he's only being taken as running back now. Yes, he. Uh, they do not have Cordell Patterson listed as a option for wide receiver. And he didn't even get drafted back. last year in a lot of my leagues. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, he I was a like week one or two waiver yep. and pff, exploded. I did not. I was low enough on the waiver wire. I did not get to get him. But yeah, uh, Drake London, Brees Hall. Those should be some targets. Again, Brees Hall, third round. Drake London, probably in that 12 or later uh, scenario. I've seen him go a lot in the 13th. Um, then you get into Seattle's running back situation. Avoid with, it. Avoid it both. With Kenneth Walker. Avoid it both because they <laughs> have not. Well. They, it's literally running back by committee. They have not yeah. announced who the starter is. Rashad Penny was incredible the last like eight weeks of the season. 
I think Rashad Ken- Penny's a sleeper pick. I was actually gonna. Uh, but Rashad they, Penny's going in the in the double digit rounds. He is going. But but here's yeah. what I'm gonna say: they have been using Ken Walker as an every down back in practices and in the pre in this preseason game, also because Rashad Penny Shocker was a little injured. Yeah. Um. But until they make a decision, because they have said that they're going to commit to the two of them being like a two headed monster. Yep. Do not take them in like I, I would. I, I avoided them as much as I, they were both available for me. I was like, I'm not. So taking, I'm not doing if it. If you get in the situation where Rashad Penny falls and he does has been a lot in the drafts in the mock so far. Um. If if he falls, consider Walker as your handcuff. In that uh, we have like we have uh 16 rounds in our draft. Yeah. Consider him a 15th or 16th round uh handcuff mm-hmm. to Rashad Penny who you were probably going to take again double digits so 10 11. If you get a starting running back out of a out of a 10 11 and a 15 like with, combining those with how running starter, backs are going now that would be fantastic. Yeah. Either well, one of them ending up as a you know a legitimate 1300 yard option for you that's fantastic value. So he's a, Walker is a handcuff uh but only if you get stuck to Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this. So I think next year, I think Ken Walker's number one back in, in Seattle next year. Sure. Because Rashad Penny's only signed up to this year. And they won't pay him. They won't pay they him. They will not pay him yeah. at all. And that's what I, th- I really mean, think Walker is there for is to become Because, well, I mean, and as they're ranked in the draft, it was it was 1A Brees Hall, 1B Ken Walker. And and this is the same situation, you know, uh, that, that my team just did with Mostert and Mitchell. They yeah. drafted Mitchell to be the guy, but the plan was not for him to be the guy this last year. Mostert was yep. going to take the reps. Get him and get him to glory, and then Mitchell would take over because they weren't going to pay Mostert. He's get legit him, though. The, Walker's legit. He is. Mm-hmm. Walker looks good. Um, he's a smaller bowling ball, if you will, but the dude's a bowling ball. I loved watching him at Michigan State. He was actually my favorite running back going into the draft. Um, I, I think it's a great get for Seattle. Yep. Jamison Williams uh, down here at number four. They don't got to tell me twice. Super sneaky. Don't got to tell me twice. Uh, Saint Brown. For Detroit is going, I believe, in those mid round options. He's like that seven eight, I think, is around where he's at yeah. as their number one. But legitimately, Jamison Williams is a hundred percent better than him. Um, and that's Saint Brown had a heck of a year. Like came out of nowhere to they a got, lot of us. They got some exciting wide receiver, young from receivers. From a fantasy over there. perspective, yeah, I mean they do, and he had tremendous value. But Jamison Williams is a he's like a five tool beast, man. Dude is fantastic, um, and uh, and I would not mind taking a late round flyer on Jamison Williams. Not getting drafted in some drafts, going in that fourteen range in others. I think he has great value if you're in that sixteen rounds yeah. like we are, fourteen to sixteen, and, no problem taking and, a flyer on. In a my guy. opinion, though, this next guy I think has more value, and we'll go straight to it. Traylon Burks in Tennessee, he legitimately is depot. Yeah. I, I have no problem making the comparison. The body size, the way he plays, this is Debo. Is he going to take a little time to develop into the NFL game? Probably, especially with Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball still. Um, here's <laughs> the Malik Willis by year. the end of the year. <laughs> uh, knock on wood. But I would love that. Uh, Traylon Burks is all the things that you need in a, in, in a number one wide receiver. His yak is going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, he is low to the ground. Hips I mean, do amazing things. Lit- he is good. Dude. They literally just replaced AJ Brown. 
Straight up. Well, yeah, they, we they talked. Got, we talked about that on yeah. draft night. If you can get eighty percent of a guy's production for a for fraction of the price, twenty-two million dollars less. Yeah. this season. Yeah, Dub. you take it right now, no problem. And I think the next couple of guys have that potential for. Uh, in 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 terms of the rookie class, uh, Garrett Wilson from the Jets. Um, now I will say this: he has no value with Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. Uh, well, Wilson's they've also said that Elijah trash. Moore. Yeah. They also said Elijah Moore is their number one. Yes, and he will be. But Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson may have just been the best hands in the draft, um, and uh, and genuinely is going to do a great job as second, third option. This guy, though, I felt was was genuinely like the guy whose career could change into something amazing in the NFL, and that's Chris Olave from the Saints. They moved up to get him in the first round. He's been going higher than most of them. And yes. Most of these rookie wide receivers. Olave's been uh, usually going second after London. Uh, London or Burks, depending on the draft that you're looking at. Burks has actually been going up there too. Um, And I love Olave. I I think he's going to be really successful. I think the only thing that's going to hold him back from big uh, catch numbers is the fact that he's going to be playing with Michael Thomas and Kamara. Now, should one of them go down, I think those numbers dramatically increase. Um, but I don't think it's going to be because he's not talented. I think he's going to be on a somewhat crowded offense. But, but with if, Jameis, slings it. if Jameis is throwing the ball as much as we think he's going to throw the ball, if he hits 5,000 yards this year, Olave is definitely worth a late-round grab as well. Sky Moore in Kansas City is going to end up being their second, third option. Uh, he's a little guy, but fast as can be amazing slot receiver um, but he should be looked at as a not so spectacular option a couple further down options i can't believe that this guy's this far down the list pickens uh, pickens is nuts i'm hearing great things about pickens he's legit bro he lit up the Steelers. i mean he i mean he's he up the seahawks he's been legit game. in college like- his jump ball is incredible yeah and he looks like a bully as a rookie dude how is it that i mean Good on the Steelers. They always seem to just draft solid receivers every year. I mean, yeah, but genuinely, he was not the guy I was going to uh, pick on here. Oh, really? Uh, James Cook is playing behind Singletary in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Singletary has done nothing to win that starting job. Very true. I cannot, but I don't know who he's paid off or who he has dirt on, but he has kept that job. They're right now, they're testing the waters with Moss to see if Moss is going to stay on the roster. It looks like this year is the third or fourth. He, they got him right now penciled in, I think, as a third back. But you could see uh, very clearly that James Cook is in a good position to move up, as is Damian Pierce from Houston. Um, I got him late. They don't They don't have anyway. a running back. Like, I I mean, uh, what's his name? Whitehead retired. He's gone. So, yes. like, uh, they're, they're sitting there with a couple of names that we know that don't have anything left in the tank. So it would be really interesting to see what happens with those. And I don't want to overlook somebody that no one's talking about right now. And I mean, literally, you haven't heard his name said. Um, When he complained about his receivers, he didn't even mention him by name. But Christian Watson in Green Bay, I don't think Lazard's a one. No. I don't think he's a one at all. I think Watson absolutely is. Uh, Trey he's Lance freakish tall, right? Isn't he the, isn't he the super he, tall one? Yeah, he is. He's six three, and he is legit running a four three something. Okay, yeah. lay, uh, on his forty, and uh, Trey Lance's last week when he he hit um, when he hit Danny Gray on the straight line, the Niners drafted Danny Gray because he runs a four three something. 
And Trey Lance goes, Danny may be the fastest guy I've ever thrown a ball to. He's probably the second. And he clearly meant Christian Watson. Um, and I just, I like Watson, but you don't need to draft him. You can take I, him with the 16 or you could just waiver mm-hmm. wire him if somebody's not going to play that week. But don't let him make it past week two without you trying to snag him. I think that guy has value and I think it's going to show in the first two games as him and Rodgers develop a connection. That's mm-hmm. what I got for the rookies, but I, I think it is a good class overall. I think there's some great value. It's just most of it you can get from the 12th, 13th round or later. So please hold on to your picks and don't go after guys early. There's just no need um, at all. Burks is going in the 13th, 14th often. Like I said, Drake London's going 12 and later. Brees Hall is the only guy you need to get early. And that's just if you want that second running back. So go snag him uh, in the third round if you want to. Uh, moving down into our stuff, I want to get to the, um, the to the cheat sheet. Okay, now we are looking at a half PPR. Uh, sorry, half PPR cheat sheet. This is again a um, this is just player rankings. We're not looking at um, anything in terms of like drafting ten or whatever. This is straight up rankings. When I look at this, there's some obvious things that don't make any sense. Um, and uh, and the first one that jumps out to me, I'm going to move over to running backs um, in terms of... Because this is draft value. This is what Fantasy Pros has. And this is where I disagree with the professionals. Oh, man. I'm seeing okay? a million things I don't like. Uh, running backs is messed up as can be. They have Christian McCaffrey at two. They have Austin Eckler at three. I have significant <laughs> issues with both of those. Yeah. Because behind them are the two guys that I would put in those positions being Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Well, and also, uh, for those that can't see this, which is all of you, Nick Chubb is 12. Nick Chubb should not be 12. I don't understand. Uh, why Why do they think that Hunt being there is going to hurt his value? Sandwiched in between Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette, which no you know, disrespect to those guys, but come on. Yeah. And and also this Saquon one Barkley, nine. Saquon Barkley and Andre Swift are eight nine or sorry nine and eight yeah and Nick Chubb I mean, is sitting at twelve Joe Mixon is seven is honestly almost disrespectful at this point well yeah but it's it's disrespectful because of who's behind him yeah I I just look at that and go you know if Kamara's eight Chubb is six I mean and then you just slide up I I don't understand I guess. I'm just not an Eckler guy. He looks like he's literally just like half a second away from his season ending because he's so small. Um, I'm yeah, not a big Eckler guy. I I get the argument for Eckler because well, he, he can catches. be a touchdown machine and yeah. he's good catching that out of the offense, backfield. He's fantastic. And yada, no, yada, yada, I, yada, but. I mean, I would take him, but I'm not taking him. But if you're looking at injury issues and you're looking at that kind of concerns, Eckler is a guy who has been hurt before, had a good year. Don't get me wrong. Had an yeah. excellent year. Um, but slow to get there, by the way. Took him a minute. Um, and then brought his value as the season went on. I just look at that and go, I would take Dalvin Cook over Eckler. I would take Dalvin Cook over McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, I would take Derrick Henry over all of them. Yes. I would say Jonathan Taylor. Uh what? Oh no, no, I'm not John I didn't mention Jonathan Taylor. I wouldn't take anybody over Jonathan Taylor. Um no, I would take Derrick Henry over uh, Cook, Eckler, and McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Henry's my number two. So I don't agree with him being five on this list. Doesn't make any sense to me at all. I think we would pretty much all agree that for a lot of these positions, the top three, maybe four guys should be guys that can like single-handedly win you, your game. Win you weeks, yes. carry you to the championship. And 
Eckler just isn't really that kind of guy. He He's going to have a surprise game or two, but he's not going to carry you 20 points a game. Jonathan Taylor for running backs is yes. going to carry you the whole season. The whole season. We'll He'll be the receivers. reason you don't get booted out of your league. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into receivers, but there's a few receivers that can do the same exact thing. Uh, Derrick okay. Henry's obviously been known to do that. I have for a running huge back. issue with something else on the running back. No quarterback. Okay. Well, hold on before okay. we get to it. Scroll down real quick on the running backs. I just want to see because right after Fournette should be the Brees Hall range. Okay. Zeke's so 16 cam Akers 17. Antonio Hall, Gibson 18. is 23. Yeah. So, and he, they're putting him behind JK who's coming off of his, uh, uh, ACL. I think Gibson's just getting, uh, you know, lowballed here considering last year what was done. I don't understand but Josh Jacobs at 24. 24. That's crazy. That man. to me makes, I will take him right now. Like, honestly, I Are want him on my you team. You take him over Tra- Travis Ateen or whatever his name is. Yeah. Jacksonville, who's never played a snap of a regular season game. And Travis Ateen, who's going to share reps with James Robinson, Robinson, who proved his value also yeah. playing on one of the worst teams in the history of the NFL last year, but proved his value still. Um, I don't get that at all. I don't understand what David Montgomery's doing up at 19 in that trash offense uh, with the Bears and Josh Jacobs is doing at 24. That makes no sense to me. I feel like James Conner's a little high at 15. Yeah, but James Conner is touchdowns. a touchdown machine. Uh, Javon Williams is probably the biggest push. He made it into 14 right below Fournette. Um, don't necessarily disagree, but I think his company in that area should be different. Um, I think Eli Mitchell hasn't done enough to prove that he's a top 20 yet. Um, he had about 1,000 yards, just under 1,000 yards last year in 11 games. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I think he's going to end up being in the top 15 for sure after this season, uh, especially if he makes it all through all 17. He just needs to play the full season for us to see. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I just don't get the Josh Jacobs hate. I don't understand the Antonio Gibson hate. Yeah, he had, he had kind of a slower year than the year before. So then obviously that means that he's not good. Yeah. According I, to these clowns. I, like Zeke just doesn't get yards and he's 16. Like he literally gets zero yards. Um, some of it's name recognition. Some of it's overreacting, uh, at least in the Josh Jacobs Saquon, case. To Saquon doesn't deserve weapons. to be on top 10 anything. No, he's, um, he's in the same boat as McCaffrey. Uh, you get burned too many times by Saquon and his injuries. And yeah, cool. He had a great rookie year, but right. There's just you're you're not really going to get the value that you want if you actually. It's one of those things that like, like that. I would rather like I'll, I'll I will avoid the risk and be proven wrong. I'd rather absolutely like, yeah. Show me something. If he proves me wrong, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to be if, upset. If Christian McCaffrey plays 16 games this year and proves me wrong, I have no issue with that. You know None. why? Because we're getting proved wrong, but still having somebody who can produce. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. you draft him. He doesn't do anything. Now you get nothing and you're scrambling for another running back yeah, <laughs> when can, everybody else has them. So you can have him and I'll beat you with Najee and Joe. Yeah, exactly. I will. I'll win that. And that goes for pretty much any position uh, as well. Like if you're drafting a guy that's a question mark but can be really good, we'll get the guy that you know is probably the proven commodity. That's always <laughs> be the, the proven commodity. That's always the phrase that's used. And then yep. you'll just be way more consistent. I want to go to the 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 one that we're probably going to agree with the most, um, which is the wide receiver one. I think I think we're going to feel the the best about this one. Justin Jefferson is slated as the number one. Cooper Cup as the number two. It should be that should be flipped. But that, other than that, those three, yeah. I don't have a problem with. I, and I, I don't think there's going to be as much a difference between Cup and Jefferson this year. I think 
I don't think Cup is going to fly quite as high. Not to say he's going to fall off his pedestal at all. I still think he's top two. But I, I do think Jefferson's going to get even a little better. And I think that's more of what happens here. Um, that's no well, slight to Cup. Made a, he even just, made a comment. He's like, now I understand how... Because he got the... Because their head coach was the OC for for the Rams. And he was yeah. all like, I see why Cooper Cup was open all the time. He made that comment a couple days ago. Right. And and I think it makes a lot of sense um, having those two as one, two. I agree. I'd put Cup up there. But it's not... I guess, I understand that these rankings are not based on what they did last year. It's the projection of what they will do this year. Um, so as long as this is a 1A, 1B scenario, not an actual 1-2, I don't necessarily have a really hard time with it. Um, Jamar Chase at three, I do not disagree with that. I think that's right where he should be. Yep. Again, three guys that can basically single-handedly carry your team yep. throughout the entire season. Guys that we don't really have to worry about injury history with. Yep. Um, and again, proven commodities. Stephon Diggs at four, no problem with that. Probably would put Adams over Diggs because Adams is at five. I'd probably put Adams at four, Diggs at five. But I mean, again, this is this is a four A four B scenario, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the only one I got an issue with at all, really, in the top ten, is CD. Now I understand they're giving Six. that as a prediction, like a prediction of what he will do. Uh, Amari's gone. Yeah, they don't have a, that option on the team, and Dak is Dak proved last year, like. That dude's just a straight-up baller. I mean, and he can get the ball downfield. He just don't draft him in fantasy or else he'll do to you what he did to me last year, which <laughs> oh is have gosh. some great games and then just <laughs> fall He's off. not a great fantasy guy. I no, don't love not. Dak in fantasy, but I do love what he can do for I receivers. I did a couple of years ago getting him in like in the ninth offense. round. Yeah. But he, he also, Dak does throw the ball to lots of different people. Yeah. Uh, he had multiple games where he, I think he was the only guy to hit double-digit targets in multiple games. So like he legit well, yeah, had like Gallup a ten and an eleven, yeah. yeah. But but he hit all five receivers that played, and then he hit three running backs, and then he hit three tight ends in a game. Yeah, he spreads it out. So uh, C D just to, for that reason to me, and because you C D and Debo is number seven. I think Debo should be at six. I think Debo's the honest six here, and even as a 49er fan, I'm I'm not trying to push Debo any higher than that. I think 13 for Michael Pittman is a little generous. I think that's a projection of having Matt Ryan as your quarterback as opposed to Carson Wentz, for sure. I don't like, I, I do not understand why the number two receiver in Cincinnati is 12. Is 12 and is the first number two receiver up there. Like, in the, like let's just keep scrolling. I down have some issues it's, with that. It's a little bit of that Bengals. Yikes. Uh, you know, Cinderella story. I, I don't yeah. like as a Seahawks fan. DK at twenty one, the twenty one ranked. That's insane. Season, that's stupid. The other thing here too, you have he's not technically top fifteen, but number sixteen is Jalen Waddle, which means you have two mm-hmm. <laughs> Miami, Miami receivers in that top sixteen before you even get to Terry McLaurin. That and might be crazier we, than having DK at twenty one. Yeah, yeah, we we're obviously not big on Wentz. But yeah. to tell me that Terry McLaurin isn't going to produce when he has in the past with guys not More even as good. Jalen Waddle? Yes, yeah. he will. With, with guys not even <laughs> as good as Wentz in the well, past. Well, Wentz can throw. Like, Wentz has got an arm. Wentz can, can throw. Wentz can throw, but, I mean, McLaurin's going to have a target on his back. Yeah. I mean, for real. that They just don't have a lot of other great weapons. And McLaurin and is... we have no idea what Jahan Dotson's going to be. Because no. that was a re- huge Mc- reach on McLaurin their part. McLaurin is good yeah. enough to where he's going to get his regardless. 
Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are not going to thrive I just, <laughs> all that well that they are tops. Both of them are top 16. Yeah, maybe the, one that you can convince me and Tyreek Hill. That's fine because Tyreek Hill is going to have probably an OK year, but he can be OK, but he's not top 10. Exactly. And then, yeah, Waddle, if he was like top 30. Cool. He was just <laughs> he should be in the 20s. Yeah, he should be mid 20s. And I'm even looking and, and then I, like he shouldn't saying, be close to so, Jerry Judy. OK, in this, in this Michael whole, Thomas, Amari Cooper, all in the mid 20s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're putting, they're only putting DK Metcalf two spots above Marquise Brown. Yeah, no, I'm well, to be fair here. Okay, so DK is the first, um, or is one of the lowest number ones, by the way. Um, if you keep going down, uh, um, cooks, <laughs> then you have cooks. Marquise Brown is going to be the one for six games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why he's elevated to 23. Otherwise he wouldn't be. And then Chris Mooney is 25 as a one. Cooper is 26 as a one. Michael Thomas is 27 as a one, which is insane. Hear me. That is nuts. Michael Thomas, I will say this out loud right now, is a top seven receiver in the league this year, fantasy-wise. That is the most disrespectful thing on this board in terms of wide receivers. It's always the, what have you done almost, for me lately? Almost, it is. We've what talked about... Forward, uh, no, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. saying it's stupid. It's, uh, it's dumb that that's always how it goes. What have you done for me well, lately? And, but, but with that mindset, DK should be in the top 12. Yeah. Exactly. If, if, what, if, with what have you done for me lately? I understand Geno Smith is not Russell Wilson. We already talked about it today. But like DK and Michael Thomas being in the 20s is absolutely asinine. Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton shouldn't be above either of those people. No. And that's all due respect to the fact that um, they lost, that the Broncos have already lost Tim Patrick and that Russell Wilson's there now. Yeah. We saw what Russell Wilson's been able to do the last couple of years. He singles out a couple of receivers, does okay with that and whatnot, but he's not giving them necessarily incredibly elite numbers like DK probably could have with a different quarterback yeah. that was good. Yeah. Um, I This is just asinine to me in terms of what you think DK is going to get in points and what you think Michael Thomas is going to get in points. Mooney also, by the way, uh, probably 1,400 yards. Probably. Uh, and, and double digit touchdowns. I, he is not going to be the 25th point scoring receiver in the no. league. Yeah, and I don't think, and again, this is kind of a combination of all the things we've already talked about. Um, Gabriel Davis being 30 shouldn't even be that low, if not because of him, because of Josh Allen. Yeah, You're telling me two recipients of two passes are going to be in the top 16. This meanwhile, is valid. Meanwhile, the second yes. guy in a Josh Allen led offense yeah. is the 30th best option. Yeah, that that's a good take. And, and Rashad Bateman is a true number one being 29 and being in the slotted with all of these guys. I have an issue with that. And I, as well, I am but. Uh, pretty bullish on Baltimore this year personally. So I, yeah. I think that's pretty low for him. Too. Um, and I shouldn't have said what I said. Uh, Mark Andrews is clearly the number one in well, Baltimore, yeah. Yeah. but we're, we're one looking receiver. at the receiver yeah. column in particular. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like I said, there in that top 10 is pretty, pretty well done. And I yeah. agree with a lot of that. Yeah. I, it's I, where we get past that, that it falls apart. Yeah. They, there's some disrespect there, which means um, you might be able to sucker some people into, you know, they only go off of projected stuff in, when they're doing their fantasy drafts. Yeah. If you know what to look for, you yeah. can probably steal somebody. Absolutely. And, and think about it this way. Mike Evans is a third round pick and he's the number eight receiver. 
So if you're looking at the rest of those guys, you're going to get good mid-round value from number one receivers. Don't sleep on Pittman as a second receiver for yourself. Um, and don't sleep on A.J. Brown, who's been falling quite a bit as as a great pick. Uh, The ones I would stay away from, and and I'm just going to... That you wouldn't think of. I'm not a Keenan Allen guy. Me either. Um, I could have drafted. I used to love him, uh, but Keenan's getting old enough to where he is not a take. Um, also, I'd take Mike Williams over him just just because he's I, the more electric and the big play guy. I get it, and I do, and I think there's great value in him. Um, I'm just saying, if I, I I'm, I'm kind of probably not going to draft either of them. Yes. but if I if those are my two options, I'm taking Mike Williams, and that's and that's genuinely like. What I would avoid, I don't like the Chargers receivers as much as I love their quarterback. Um, I don't like the Chargers receivers. Speaking of quarterbacks and moving over to him very quickly, because Josh Allen, yes, is the undisputed number one. Um, absolutely makes sense in in terms of fantasy impact. Um, and if you have to have a quarterback or you just don't have the receiver options, he's going to go late third, early fourth. You're like, why is a quarterback going this low? Because that's what quarter val- quarterbacks are valued at. Um, yeah. They're in the top three quarterbacks, which goes Josh Allen, then understandably Justin Herbert after the two seasons he's put together um, from a fantasy standpoint, and then Patrick Mahomes, who is a can't-lose fantasy quarterback um, and is definitely going to get you some elite point scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, after those three... It drops off significantly in terms of fantasy value. So, but the um, reason these next two are fat value is because of their legs. Yes, yeah. and that's the other thing to keep in mind as we go through this. We probably said the same thing last season too. Fantasy value does not equal like how good a player is. Absolutely not. So we'll eventually see where Aaron Rodgers is on this list. Well, which we is don't expect crazy. Aaron Rodgers to be the. I'll just say the 13th best quarterback in football, but for fantasy purposes, there we are understand some guys why he's others. getting ranked there. Yeah. But moving on down the list, Lamar Jackson is four. Uh, Kyler Murray's five. Where you're going to see the gap is between the three and the four. So the top three are going to go by the end of the fourth round uh, at the very start of the fifth at the latest is where I saw Herbert going. Josh Allen's going one. Uh, they're valuing Herbert higher, but Mahomes is usually getting drafted before him. Name recognition is definitely a thing. Consistency is a thing. And if you've had Mahomes on your team before and watched yourself get wins specifically just because of him, you do want to draft him again. Um, but uh, Herbert's been going right at the end of four, early five. And there's usually, once Josh Allen goes, there's going to be that quick run on quarterback. Sometimes Lamar's getting taken. Sometimes... Uh, as low as Joe Burrow is getting taken. Um, But after Lamar in rankings is Kyler Murray, which we understand. Then it's Jalen Hurts. This is is what I was going to talk about. Which I don't like at all. Because here's who's below Jalen Hurts. Not in any order, really. But Joe Burrow's below him. Tom Brady with those weapons is below him. Matt Stafford is below him. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson's below him. Like, all these guys are below Jalen Hurts, who yeah. has not proven really anything. It's all the rushing numbers for them. Yes. Uh, and and so. and while and and for those of you that don't think through things like this, um when you get a guy that runs for six hundred yards or more, which Hertz will do, um, that means he's averaging fifty uh or sorry, 
at least 40-something a game. So he's getting four extra points just with his legs. And then Hertz is going to be one of those quarterbacks who gets you five to six extra touchdowns at least they on do have, his feet. They do have A.J. Brown now, too, so that's a little bit of a bump that they're yep. probably giving him here yeah. out of yes. respect for A.J. In terms of the, the passing Smith. yards. Yeah, to, to take, take another step. Well, and yeah, considering they still how have bad Goddard, the receiver draft has been. But. Yeah. yeah, I will say they have options on this team. Yeah, yeah. he's um, not going to be bad. Their offensive line is obviously beastly, so yeah, that and their defense helps. is good. Yeah, it is. It is very good. Their division is beneficial. Yes, they will run <laughs> over them. some bad teams, uh, and well, mediocre at least. Um, but one bad team, and then I would say Washington's mediocre, yeah. but uh, and Dallas is good. But I uh, no I. Yeah. I uh, I'm just saying they won a lot of games last year, made the playoffs, and then the Ford Niners ran them over. But whatever. <laughs> um, they that came back at the thing. end of that game, though. Uh, no, it, Burrow is right behind him. I'm taking Burrow all day. Yeah, over he Hertz. Will, he will make up those four extra points. I understand why Burrow would be in the sixth slot behind Kyler. I get that. I'm not. I don't always love running quarterbacks. Allen's an exception to that because Allen just. He doesn't run and get hurt. He's a throwing so, quarterback that can run. Yes. yes. Not a, a running quarterback that can throw. Like, I, like Lamar. I, after Burrow is Brady, uh, we understand Brady's always in this like 8 to 11, 8 to 12 range. That's where he's always He'll at. He'll probably throw value. for 38 touchdowns yep. and 4,800 yards. and 12 picks. Yep, 12 picks. And, That's where I got him. You know. And yeah, and he'll be amazing and have some so electric what, games. So that average is what, probably like high 20s? He's going to be in the 23 to 24, 24 range. Probably. Yeah. yeah. 23, 24. So, and he's the definition of consistency in fantasy. Uh, he really is. He rarely is going to get you a 35 point game and have like four touchdowns anymore, mm-hmm. but he is going to get you two. Well, and the nice thing there too is he's one of those guys that can still thrive when people go down, unlike some other. Yes. Yeah. So you can. Plug and play anybody with Brady. He's going to get production still. Russell's ranked at number nine, and I think that's mainly because of the talent around him. Um, he's got weapons. Uh, he's got good weapons all over the place. I wouldn't say he has great ones, but he has good weapons all over the place. That makes sense. Dak um, yeah. hosed some people late in the year, uh, did some amazing things early on that made you love drafting him. Um, but... Uh, uh, then Trey Lance uh, is right there at 11. Now, this is, again, where legs boosted a guy. Um, we don't know at all what Trey Lance is going to be able to do. We've just seen flashes, um, and we haven't even seen a healthy version of him yet uh, in a regular season game, mm-hmm. according to the 49ers. So, this is trust in the system, yeah. and, and, and again, for the sake of fantasy, what kinds of points you get from a certain kind of guy. Yeah, this he is, kind of fills that role. Absolutely. So. This is six to seven touchdowns. On the on the ground, this is 700 yards. Is his projection from mm-hmm. Yahoo? After watching the literal first snap where he took off uh, and went and got a first down in their first preseason game, I kind of believe the projection. You, you're going to have a coach that is going to try to prove that no, this is our guy. Yes, we're going. He's going to get a lot of opportunity. <laughs> we're going to play call around him. Yep, and they already have creative play calls, so it's just. It's the perfect scenario for him. Yeah, and here's... Which can translate to fantasy points. And, and, and I, I only have a hard time with him at 11 because of where the next two people are. I don't right. think that Matthew Stafford is the 12th ranked fantasy quarterback, and I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is 13. 
I think Jalen Hurts shouldn't be in the top 10. And I think that Matthew Stafford should probably be uh, nine, or sorry, 10. I think that Aaron Rodgers should be nine or eight in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, cause I think Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are still one, a one B in terms of fantasy value. Um, I don't disagree with cousins and Carr being around there. I actually like Carr more than cousins right now. Yeah. Um, Carr should be in my estimation, the first backup quarterback that is taken just because he has the best weapons of anybody in this range. Uh, going down farther is where this crap gets laughable. Yeah, um, well, and it gets to an absolute garbage the, state. This is where the the tier separates again in terms yeah. of... Yes, after after 15, which is Derek Carr, it drops. But I, I will say... I think there is one guy, and you might be thinking of the same person, of the people that we can currently see on the screen that actually will have value. Maybe I, two. I think there's I think two. two. I think they're, it's, and they're right next uh, to yeah, each other, yeah, obviously. Yep. Jameis Winston and <laughs> Matt Ryan? Yeah, yes, James, James and we talked and about that already today. Jameis is going to throw the ball. Matt Ryan has incredible weapons around him. By the way, I, I'm, I'm going to say his name possibly wrong, so correct me if you know it, but uh, is it Nahim or Nahim? Hines? Nahim? Nahim? That sounds right. Let's go with that. Nahim Hines legitimately heard this three times in the last two weeks from people that know the game, that dude could have 80 to 85 catches this year, the way they're going to use him and Jonathan Taylor in a two-back mm-hmm. system. Um, and that's saying so much because I think Jonathan Taylor could legitimately also be in that 75 to 85 range. Yeah, He might only not have it because Hines is so good. But Hines is apparently dropping nothing. And doing a fantastic job in camp. And they're saying the only reason you can get the opportunity to take that leap last year was because of who was under center. And so um, I actually really do expect a lot from um, Matt Ryan. I I genuinely think he's going to have a good year. And I think he deserves top 15 consideration for sure. I I also love Jameis Winston's targets. As long as Michael Thomas is playing in games. Right. That dude's a top 15 quarterback, yeah, and I don't think deserves at all to be well, yeah, at the 1920 spot here. Well, yeah, because that's Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara right there. Yeah, yeah and, and you has, can say what you want about either quarterback in terms of what you think about their accuracy or whatever. Matt Ryan can throw deep balls all day long. He's fantastic at it. But again, he, this is also fantasy. It, he, yeah. Yes, but I but I'm like I'm I'm. You can say what you want about them. Yeah, and and their fantasy value is much higher in my opinion than where they're being ranked. Uh, Matt Ryan's not going to win games late. That's not who he is. Jameis Winston's going to blow games because he's stupid. Um, I've I've used the word retard and I call Jameis Winston stupid. I don't think you have to reach for Jameis Winston. I mean, you remember when he used to shove seafood down his pants? Yeah. Um, N-E-W's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I, but I do think that they bring incredible, incredible value to uh, fantasy. I also don't love Mac Jones at 23 uh, well, being below say, Tannehill and Daniel Jones. I would say Daniel Jones at 22 is very generous. Very. Um, I would, I would, it's I the would, running again. He'll rush for uh, a couple of touchdowns. It's the day ball. It, that is true. That's yeah. true. He does run quite a bit. I mean, he he, he had that huge... Remember the, the awesome one where he fell down? Fell over. Yeah. Oh, oh, my tripped God. over nothing? Was that last year or the year before? Year last before. year. I think, I think it was the year before that. Oh, really? Dude, oh, it was I, so good, though. It was because it, it was a primetime game. It was like a Monday night it game was, or something. Yeah. Beautiful. I remember we watched we watched that replay at church and just had a great time with that one. Um, yeah. All the all the edits that came out of that one. Yes. Him getting. Sniped. I will say if Deshaun Watson plays 
nine games, I'd take him over Davis Mills, Baker Mayfield. Zach he Wilson. has more value to me. I understand they're going to score more points, but he has more value to me. Do you want to hear my anybody take? In the 16. You want to hear my hottest take from this list? Sure. Oh, I know. What Are it's you going to talk about Marcus? No. Oh, okay. that's what I thought you were going. No. Um, it's going. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Davis Mills, baby. I think. No, you should not draft him. Obviously, he is the twenty eighth person on this list. I think, strangely enough, he will be a serviceable guy if you need one more so than the people in front of him: Baker, Goff, Wentz, Wilson, Daniel Jones. I think that he is a serviceable guy for a couple of weeks, and I yeah. think he'll probably have some big games. He was like weirdly good last year. He was the like, best rookie quarterback for last like year. no reason. It felt like quite possibly. I've said except for Matt Jones. Outside of Mac Jones, yeah, he's, Davis Mills is probably the best rookie he's quarterback. Like weirdly good. So, yep. but it is Houston, obviously. So, again, we have to keep in mind like we know the scenario of the player. Yeah, we we do but, know nothing too. Yeah, of, about Houston. Yeah, I mean seriously, I don't. Know we anything. don't know what they're going to be able to do. We don't know if Damian Pierce is the number one running back. I couldn't name a tight end that plays for them right now. Yeah. I but know, I know. They are the king of garbage time stats in Houston. Oh, I can now. I just found them on the list. <laughs> garbage time they, stats they in are Houston are a real thing. Cooks. Yeah. yeah cooks exactly. in the third and fourth quarter when they're down by 15 exactly. or more. Exactly. Cooks, cooks did me well a couple of times last season. And then there was, all, I, I can't even remember who they, <laughs> they were, but there was a couple just like random guys. They right. get into games weirdly late. So. Yeah. Well, moving over to the tight ends, let's skip up to the top of the list here. I don't feel like there's um, as much to really discuss There's not here. a ton to discuss because uh, the top 10 should be pretty obvious. And it, I, looking at it right now, I, I agree with pretty much all of this. I pretty, I'm, I'm right there with you. The only one I struggle uh, with, we already talked about a little bit, and that's actually towards the end of that list. Uh, Travis Kelsey is number one in Kansas City. Mark Andrews uh, comes in number two in Baltimore. That's, that's a duh on both of those. Yeah. Um, don't like number three as much. Uh, I, again, I think it's who, forward project, projection and, here. Yeah, who's it, it's Drake London and then Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts at number three, I don't like. Um, I understand he is a receiver, so yes, he's going to get more targets, more catches. He didn't do a lot with his targets. The dude uh, I did beef up a little bit in the offseason. He needed to because he was losing competitions against safeties regularly um, in in coverage. So I, I I do think he's a he's an electric player. And he's going to be dynamic in the league for a while. But um, don't love him right now at the three spot in terms of fantasy value. I think if you can get George Kittle or, or Waller, Waller. Yeah. Um, that, that makes a lot more sense right there. And those there. are the, four, the fourth and fifth. And, those, and, and honestly, Kittle and Waller are being drafted before Pitts in a lot of drafts. So that makes a lot of sense as well. But, um, but you could probably pencil Pitts in into this, the five or the six. And I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, Dalton Schultz at six. I don't. I don't mind that at all. No, he kind of flew under the kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Yep, especially with with the wide receivers over in Dallas he, and with Amari gone. I yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I picked him up. He was on the waiver wire. Picked him up, and he would get me like eight to twelve points, like three, three. Yeah, three, oh, four he weeks a, in a row. He was a good pickup last year. Um, T.J. Hawkinson. I had a struggle a little bit with injuries, but that dude is fantastic. I think yep. he is the golf security blanket. I obviously have watched and have talked about Goff many a time. If there's one thing that he can do, it's dump it off to a tight end uh, when he gets nervous about literally any pressure. So we'll take that. Um, And Hawkinson against linebackers all all day. I mean, he's super. And I would say, especially 
for Hawkinson, you could probably expect for the first couple of months of the season before Jamison Williams kind of gets ramped up to have maybe a little bit of extra juice. I don't yeah, know how sure. well his value retains throughout the season, especially because it's Detroit and who knows how much they're going to have to play for. Yeah. But I, I do like Hawkinson. Um, I think he'll, I mean, he, he's obviously in the top 10, so it's not like he's a, a sneaky guy, but um, he's a but very you can solid. get him pretty late. Uh, Schultz going in, I believe, the eighth, ninth. I kind of struggle, uh, or sorry, no, Schultz going in the sixth, seventh. Um, kind of struggle here with Goddard getting shifted all the way down to eight. I think Goddard's a proven commodity. Um, but where would he go? I, I, I actually would not have minded Schultz and uh, moving down just a little bit and Goddard moving up again. That's a forward projection. Um, Goddard, uh, Goddard has more than proved his worth. Proved it so much that the guy who's sitting behind him on the list, Zach Ertz, got traded last year. Uh, you know, and, and shifted down to Arizona. Um, but I like Goddard as a legit number one tight end. Like if you don't get one of the top fives, that's probably who I'm taking. That's why yep. I like him more in the six. Um, I would take him over Schultz and Hawkinson right now, just because of proven commodity and the fact that he's already got to develop rapport with his quarterback who yep. will give him the ball. Um, and he yep. is going to be a red zone target. Um, that is what Philly does. And uh, they create opportunities for their tight ends. And genuinely, I think he's he's going to get plenty of looks. I, I honestly like him in the eight nine touchdown range and just over a thousand yards. If you can hit a thousand yards from a tight end, money. Yeah. Um, Zach Ertz at nine. Uh, I think he's going to be a good product of that offense. I mean, yeah. He the the minute he got to Arizona, he was get eating up touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, he's going to get opportunities for six weeks of the season. He's going to get you're, looks. You're out. D hop. That's yep. going to be some pretty good value. Well, and D-Hop, not a touchdown monster. Zach Ertz is. Yeah. Zach Ertz and is a great red zone I, target. Hopkins I think, will get you down there, and then, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the Zach Ertz, like, washed talks that kind of had happened at some point were a little premature. No, he's I think still, he still has. I think he still has a lot to give, and I think we saw that when he went to Arizona. Great hands, knows how to get open. Exactly. Always. Exactly. Um, and has value as a blocker, uh, for sure. Uh, blocks better than a lot of guys on this list. Uh, Dawson Knox coming in at 10. Don't love that one, if I'm being real honest. I think Knox can slide down for a minute with all the options that Buffalo's got. We already talked about that, mm -hmm. but he's a good backup. I actually like uh, Cole Komet here. I like Hunter Henry at 10, or should be at 10, but it goes Knox, then a Fryermuth from uh, Pittsburgh. Um, okay, sure, whatever. Um, but I think Komet uh, in Chicago and Henry right now have more upside. Also, don't mind Gesicki with the upside. Looks like Gino's going to throw the ball quite a bit to Noah Fant. He's been um, a, he's been a favorite of the quarterbacks in Seattle, and that would make a lot of sense, honestly. Uh, you know, for a second tight end option or a uh, waiver waiver wire grab at some point, if they really do kind of develop a rapport, and he's seeing you know somewhere between seven, eight, nine targets a game. If that really does happen, and he becomes the second option in Seattle. Uh, absolutely, and so don't let that option. But he's not slide really getting you. drafted a whole lot. No, he's not. So, so you can watch for that on the waiver wire. You, you or know, you again, this is a sixteen scenario. We're a sixteen rounder. We have the extra bench slot. Snag him. Snag him as a second tight end. If you're a second yeah. tight end snagger, um, the down below that it kind of thins out real quick. I don't necessarily like the order these guys are in. Um, but Irv Smith from Minnesota. Um, 
okay, sure, but Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are on that team. Don't really like Irv Smith. Mm. Um, he could honestly be their fourth option. Uh, Tunyon is going to catch a lot of touchdown passes uh, this year uh, if he can stay healthy in Green Bay. Uh, he's at 17. That could be a great uh, second uh, tight end grab. He's also really one of the only guys left that doesn't have a crowded receiver room. That is very true. Uh, and Gerald Everett, um, who I know Jameson loves uh, so very much. Um, hey, he's big a fan. solid in Seattle for a year. I, uh, hey, I will say he had some moments. Had some he moments. won the had the game winning touchdown and the legendary Chiefs Rams oh, Monday Night Football color, game color rush. Yes, but Stonehands McGee. No, uh, earned, no, no, that's no. That's, or, sorry, that's James Cook. Is that no? No, that's Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Ger- I Gerald apologize. Everett is he did lose us a game against Seattle because he dropped a ball. Yes. Ultimately, it was a missed field goal that we lost on. But still, I've never forgot it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's all right. But again, Chargers. You got so much going on there already. Uh, yeah. I, again, I do like a, his fit there, though. Yeah, unless you're a believer in the system again. But as far as a guy that's going to get a lot of targets with who exists on that roster, it's me. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to go too far into the 20s on, a, uh, on ends. the tight ends. But yeah. I do think uh, Njoku being 21 was kind of low um, for a dude that's proven himself and is does not He's have a crowded receiver room either. Yeah. He has been healthy. What That's I, been the big thing. What I, I have him. heard. That's fair. What I have heard about Njoku is that a lot of people are high on him, but they're more high on his run blocking improvements lately, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously makes sense. Necessity on that team. Cons- yeah, considering their roster. But yeah. I do think that's a little low. Uh, again, if there is a situation where we have a Watson return, there's going to be more value there. Um. But yeah, I think that's a little little snub, little snub there. That's all right though. It is a little bit. I just think he's proven again, proven commodity. Um, not a great receiver room. But to Grant's point, injuries are concerned. Yeah. Um, the only other guy on there that I like a lot. Uh, speaking of injuries, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas he's is a legit man beast. The, the uh, injury the plays is obviously the. <laughs> The only reason that I would say but that I'm not... I just but watch that name on the waiver wire when you've got no a buy coming up or or if you don't like your matchup. He was a and waiver can, guy for me. Yeah, if you can afford him, afford to go get him for a week and you got a favorable matchup, you know, if they're playing the Bears, um, go grab him. <laughs> um, Grant, if you would pull up your mock, I'd like you to yes. start us off on how your mock draft went. I've been doing... I'll be honest with you guys. I've done like nine. Could be into three, three. Okay, um. So Should I, I know I'm my best one. What's that? Should I just pick my best one? Um, was, I think yeah. Bring uh, your your favorite what, one. My favorite. Um, one. I'm I'm I will be very honest. I am not going to give you the one that follows my plan. Um, because I have a very specific plan for what I'm going to be doing this year. I've gotten almost the exact same team the last three times, uh, drafting from the ten spot, um, with very. F- few exceptions literally only a player or two and usually i get exactly what i want with the exception of actually the tight end position so uh, but i am going to do the one that um one of the ones i did early on that i got me my highest grade um on my report card so but yeah start us off how how'd you do so uh i i believe i this one i picked i picked sixth this draft so my first pick i picked derrick henry derrick henry was available there yep. Um, with my second pick, I got Nick Chubb. My second pick. 
What? Uh, I'm trying to do math real quick. Was that four? What number pick was it? That would have been the fi- the fifth pick in the second round. The pick second round. So you're at fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, 11, yeah, because eleven. Yeah. Okay. So yep. sixteen. Yeah. Yep. And then I got uh, with my third pick, I got Josh Jacobs. He was available. Okay. So I got. So I, this is a. I went four four running backs first. Okay. Um, with my fourth pick, I went David Montgomery. My fourth pick, he was what was he was the best available, and um and yeah, so that's what I went with my fifth pick. I went uh so then obviously at this point all of the like top tier wide receivers were gone, um but I went with Jalen Waddle with my fifth pick. I went George Kittle with my sixth. I went uh Brandon Brandon Cooks with my seventh. I okay. went Clyde Edwards Alaire with my eighth. I went Amari Cooper with my ninth pick. That's about where I've been seeing him. Then with my tenth pick, I got uh, I got Russell Wilson with my tenth. With my eleventh, I got Devonta Smith. Then I went with my twelfth pick. I got Drake London. My thirteenth, I went Jameis Winston. My fourteenth, I went the Chargers defense, and with the fifteenth, I just Dustin Hopkins. Apparently, is a kicker for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He was projected for the most points. What was available, right? So that's what I went with. So, so that was that was that was what I got. I got an eighty-seven on Yahoo. So I got Solid. a B, B for that. So solid. Said my weakness was quarterback, even though I had Russell Wilson and Jameis Winston. So yeah, my um. So I'm trying to open it right now, and Yahoo's being a bit of a pain in the butt. Won't lie, but my highest was an eighty-nine. Nice. Um, and I'm pretty sure I know which one this was. Um, but embarrassingly, I'm going to have to go back and find it really quick in my, in my emails here. But the, um, what I've noticed a lot is, uh, people jumping back and forth to try and grab, let's say like just the hot pick. So like the number one tight end for Kelsey's going really high. Uh, yeah. And Kelsey's going the second round. In, and I just think about how much that that can mess you up when you do that. Like you going for four running backs, that leaves you open in terms of receivers and what's there. Well, like yeah, you really it, it, consider it, it, it does. It does limit a little bit. I mean, that's why I like my number one receiver is Jalen Waddle, right? As opposed to a you know maybe like a Devonte Adams or something like that. What were so give perspective? What are the next five picks after you take Waddle? After I take Waddle, so I went. I went George Kittle. So, no, so go to that round. We'll go to fifth round on your round. email there. Yeah. So these guys were pretty good. Um. So in the fifth round, stuff like that first pick in the first round, J.K. Dobbins was taken. That first mm-hmm. pick there in the fifth round, Travis eighteen or whatever how you pronounce him. Yeah. Um. Mike Williams was taken. Terry McLaurin was taken. My mistake is that Brees Hall was available, and so I should have taken him over David Montgomery because. Brees Hall Agreed. was taken uh, right before me, and then I had that sixth pick there, so I got Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Um, so, like a lot of the ones that I was wanting to take, like Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, that's what I was hoping for. They got yep. taken right before me, so that was that's why I was left with Jalen Waddle. But then after me was like Deontay Johnson was taken in the fifth round. Patrick Mahomes was taken. Uh, Cortland Sutton, and then Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think is going to have a pretty solid year. Right. He's probably on the depth chart, number one. I mean, I've seen some of his flashes of having a quarterback who can throw more than eight yards. Right. 
um, him kind of show up a little bit and be pretty solid. He's he's so he was also one that I was I'm looking at I'd be, I'd be looking at if I were you were watching and you needed a, a solid receiver in the fifth sixth round somewhere like Juju I think would be a solid pick there. The oh crud. Well, I'm gonna go through. I found one of I found my main one here now. Finally, sorry. Um, so this is one where I was the ten and somebody did a reach. And took Stefan Diggs um, at nine, and that left Najee available for me at ten. So, so I went Najee at ten, um, and then something also ridiculous that happened was this. This is the one where people moved up and took Debo. Oh, so yeah. Debo and and Diggs both go. Debo went eight, so that meant that Jamar Chase was available. So I at ten I was able to take Najee and then and Chase, nice, and then took Brees Hall with your third pick. Yep, and then took and, and I didn't like this one as much, but it was value at the pick. Was able to take James Connor and then uh, took Josh Jacobs right after. So I ended up with four running backs and a receiver in my top five. Um, this was all just what was available, and then Kittle was right there on the turnaround pick. So I was able so to what take round was that in six and yeah, I had the so first round in the first pick in the sixth round. Yeah, I, I got killed in the sixth. After that, I was able to take Amari in the seventh. This is the one time that I, I tried to get Michael Thomas later and I was able to get him in the eighth. Uh, then Thielen, then Rogers, then um, D hop in the 11th. Then I took Indianapolis Took Cole Komet as a backup tight end, Winston as a quarterback, McManus as my kicker. Um, so pretty true to form of what I say I like to do and how I say I like to do it. Taking, it, I'm not scared to take a quarterback stupid late. I have no fear. It doesn't. I'm not one of these guys that like looks at the open positions on my on my team. I'll honestly forget how many bench players I've already selected because I'm just looking at pure value and knowing that I need as many running backs, wide receivers as I can yeah. get, and one good tight end. Like, I need one good one. Um, and even at that, I'll sacrifice the tight end position for others. So, this team earned me... This was actually 87, is what this one got me. Um, now, going back to it, my starting running backs would would suffer a little bit here. I felt like this is one of my weaker running back teams, but I'd be going Najee and Brees Hall as my starters. Uh, Jacob's probably taken in every week. Uh, WRT spot, Kittle starting at tight end, Chase and Michael Thomas as my starting receivers, D Hop coming in later to take my extra slash in week seven. I feel real good about all of that. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers starting at quarterback. Um, the weakest thing there is my running backs. Um, and normally I'm pretty running back strong, but that all is all dependent on what happens with Brees Hall. So if Brees Hall ends up being Najee last year, well, I have no problem with that, right? Um, you know, and I and I definitely see Brees Hall is obviously top ten capable uh, in terms of overall production. So I felt really good about all of my Mac, uh, my mock drafts. Again, I'm not giving it all what my plan is here. I'm I am very to the chest about that, especially because I know who's listening today. Um, so I, I'm keeping that in reserve, but. 
But I think one thing that we didn't stress today that before we get to our stat of the week and we start to wrap up the episode is just to say there is value in all top 125, 135 players and teams. There is value in all of it. It's all about where you take them because you're trying to build the strongest team that you can and not going after the number one this or the number one that. If your concern is getting the best quarterback in the draft and you think that's how you're going to win, you're wrong. Building running back depth, wide receiver depth, especially when you have two slash spots in your league like we do with the the double WRT, you've got to have depth and you've got to be getting 10 to 12 to 13 points out of your slash spots. And you're going to get that with true number ones. So Mm -hmm. make your focus getting number one receivers, getting number one running backs. I don't believe in number twos. So the biggest problem I have with Grant's draft, obviously, is like I don't like the Waddle pick at all. That there's not enough value in a number two pick at the number five in the, in the fifth round to justify that at all. And we in, and with the amount of number ones that were on the board, for instance, in your, in your draft, you probably missed it. But DK was available. I wasn't. He was, DK was already gone when you yeah. took Waddle. Okay, the, so that's understandable. These then. guys were good. Um. Yeah, and, and, and it's valuing true number ones and looking at all those different situations and saying, do I like Pittman over you know this guy or that guy? Pittman shouldn't be going the fourth round, personally. But, um, but you got to look at that big picture and go, okay, I like this guy, but do I like this guy here? Value is relative. Ass- yeah, and, and understand those offenses and what they're going to consistently put out. The reason that Jeff- Justin Jefferson is, is supplanting right now uh Cooper Cup at the 2 is because Jefferson is that much better um than everybody else on his team which is very fair but Jefferson is in the prime the the, the prime of his career right now he has not Word. yet earned a contract that is also something he's trying to maximize Justin Jefferson will probably be the highest paid receiver in the history of the NFL when he gets his contract. He's got to go earn that. And if you don't think that impacts fantasy, then you don't understand how this crud works. New coaching. Dudes that are out earning contracts make money. Zeke was worth money till he signed his deal. I say this every year. If you were signing a running back post their deal, it better be Derrick Henry. It better be because Mm -hmm. nobody else at running back is worth it post their deal. And especially if you're in a keeper league. That's absolutely true. We we didn't do anything with keepers today because we are not uh, our ABC league is not a keeper league, yeah. um, so we don't worry about that. But genuinely, like you need to understand what impacts that player and their value at that spot. That's why we say we understand a lot of these players are much better than their rankings according to fantasy pros. We get that, or they're not as good as their rankings, but they have value because of fantasy impact. And that's why this is a fantasy episode. And, and we just wanted you to understand the value of all these people. We get that Jalen Hurts has value. And if he's available in the 10th round, I'd take him. But he's not going to be. And, and that's because Yahoo told you that he's more important than he actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, so understand the value that you're trying to get out of these guys. You want to get numbers. Numbers are everything. You should not... If you're, if you're a 49er fan like me, there are two people, maybe three... Four at the most they're worth drafting, but you can't draft all of them. Okay, Debo is is clearly the the odds on favorite of what your offense has. George Kittle is the second option. If you really believe that Trey Lance and Debo are going to be a hot connection this year, and you want to maximize the value of that connection, 
I understand taking Trey Lance between 9 and 11. I get it. I understand why you would take him between the 9th and 11th round. But if you have all three of them and Eli Mitchell on your team, you might as well just forfeit the season because there's not enough yards, scoring, and all that to make that worth what you're trying to do. I wouldn't even put three of those, any combination of the three of those guys on the same team. You give me Debo and Kittle, I will probably take that. But those are probably the only ones I'm interested in on my fantasy team this year because of where I would have to draft those guys to get them. Mitchell, maybe. I have put him in a few drafts, but that's just when he falls a little bit and um, and it makes sense to pick him up. Yeah. So as we move into the stat of the week, I called dibs on James White um, and my James Whiteness is incredible. Um, ripped to his career. I uh, called it quits uh, here recently. And I'm going to dive in into uh, into mine. I think, you know what, I'll just go ahead and say I'm going to go first because Jamesons are always really good. My, I, are my, you my not, not, you're not this time? I mean, maybe it's it's kind of a weird stat. Um, Do you want to take the lead then? Mine isn't like the most incredible thing either. I, I have much better stats come like... There's okay. not a whole lot of regular stats. He's not yeah. feeling good yeah. about this. All I mean, right, let's I'll, just get yours over with then. I, I'm shocked at that. Okay. Okay, well... A little shocked. So we'll take him back. We have obviously been talking a lot about receivers and uh, as part of fantasy, and we kind of know, like, okay, like a lot of the really good receivers are going to be on these teams. These are usually the kinds of guys that you're going to want to draft. Mm-hmm. This stat is more related to how expensive some receiver groups are relative to what we would probably consider their value. Here are the most expensive wide receiver groups in 2022. Okay. The first one is the Giants. What? At 42 million. Dude, they paid Kenny Galladay massive 40, money. 42 I'm million. I'll be honest with you. If you gave me 32 chances, it might have taken me 30. Yeah. I thought it might have been the Jaguars. That was my... Holy cow. Okay. Uh, I'll let you guys try to guess. There, there's going to be more on here, so I'll show you what they are like relative to some of the other least expensive ones. What do you think are the other, uh, let's say, one, two, three, four most expensive? Okay. So Tampa Bay's got to be up there. I'm glad you're kidding me. Nope. Because they paid Godwin. I mean, Seattle. I mean, they've paid. Oh, but Julio came in cheap. Yeah. Seattle. They just paid DK. And they've paid Lockett. Nope. It's not the Niners. I can tell you that. (laughs) Nope. Um, Shoot, man. Is. uh, No, the Eagles only paid one. Nope. Hmm. The Panthers? Nope. Okay, because Robbie got paid, DJ got paid. I I would, I would argue that only one of these teams is actually good. I don't know what Marquise Brown's contract is. The Arizona? Nope. Oh my goodness! This is why it's so funny to me. The most expensive wide receiver groups. So the Giants were first. Second one makes sense. Forty point two million is the Chargers. After oh, okay. after that, Keenan probably contract. and they paid Mike. Yeah, they yeah. paid Mike. After that, probably the most I would say underwhelming receiving core in football is the Patriots at thirty eight point seven million. Oh, they paid Kendrick Bourne a good chunk, and then thirty eight point seven million. The Jags are at thirty three point seven million. I knew they'd be up high. And then mm-hmm. the next one is the Commanders thirty one point two million. 
Because they just played McLaurin. Yeah, okay. so of all of the most expensive receiving groups, obviously the Commanders, we know why. The Bucks can't be that far behind. I feel I, like the Seahawks can't either. With they, they, I don't know how DK, far behind they are. Because they paid Man. DK more than Terry, but, and they paid Lockett like 17. Wasn't, isn't Godwin... Godwin's in double digits, isn't he? I think so. And my, so this only shows me those most expensive and then the least expensive. 20, I mean, that I guess that just says how expensive their four through six is, but like... Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that that was really funny. That how is funny, man. 42 million for the Giants, 38, See, a little over 38 and a half. you thought this wasn't going to be good. This is puzzling. I, like, I didn't, we couldn't I didn't even figure think so. it out. I didn't think so. The, I, I will just list off the least expensive because they're not quite as tantalizing. Okay. But there are, ironically, some good teams in here. Really yeah. only like the bottom two, I would say. Um, the Bears are in there, 15 and a half. Makes the sense. Falcons are about 15 and a half. The Browns are at 13 and a half. And then the bottom two, which I think are going to be pretty good teams, Colts at 13.3, Ravens at 11 million. Yeah, they, don't, they pay tight ends, so they don't pay, they don't yeah. pay their wide receivers. Yeah. So it's well, just, the, and the Colts are all, I think, fourth-year guys and younger. Yeah. Outside, is is T.Y. done? He hasn't officially said it. but he's he, he, Or is he like the fourth option right now? He's, he's Probably. Okay. He's not really doing much these days. Okay, because he he would have a he'd be the only one to have a double digit contract. Still, team. still though, but yeah, because he's writing it out. Huh. Yeah, he signed it. He signed it when they were good. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't year. know. I just thought it was obviously like a lot of the best teams in the NFL are going to be pretty good at managing it, so they're usually going to be in the middle of the pack, right? But it's just funny how bad some of the teams are at the top of the list. Dude, one month ago, one month ago, the 49ers would have been on that list. Yeah. Because they were on, their top two were on rookie deals. Top three were on rookie deals. Juwan Jennings isn't even making a million. I think he just hit a million dollars this yeah. year. On his so it just goes to show good teams also know how to make the cap. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was a funny stat. All right, Grant, what you got stat of the week? My stat of the week is, I mean, you guys, you guys may have seen it, seen the article, but NFL is still king. NFL oh, is still I king. I did see this article. Uh, the Seahawks Steelers week one preseason game brought in 2.16 million viewers. I was one of them. Um, which is more than the average showings of the Yankees versus Red Sox games yeah. on Fox. That's um, and, and, and or another one example I had was the Mariners Rangers. It's because so, baseball needs to be saved. I'm not even a baseball guy, but baseball needs to be saved. It does. They got to figure out how to make it just. They got to. They got to do something. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So, so the average audience for a, a Yankees Red Sox game is two two point eight million, and this preseason game was two point sixteen million. I will say it's because my Red Sox fell off quite a bit. I. Th- I think it's because, in part because of that. Partially. They didn't end up taking two out of three from the Yankees, though, over the weekend. So, so now so. you're 13 games behind instead of 15. I mean, Yankees have been I slipping lately. Blame. Hey, you just said you weren't this guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> I will be for I this. I hate your little dude, kid. Dude, <laughs> you, you know. Dude, hate it. you know what's going to happen. when you, you, You're going to blow it in September like you always no, do. No, 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 no. No, we would have blown it by now if we were the Mariners. No. There's still time. Stop. Believe. Stop. 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 No. In, in Julio, we trust. No. What I'm going to say, though, is that when you see, when we see my football team take field, this is going to, this is going to happen. It's going to happen this way. So. That's fair. I'll t- I'm going to take my, take, take them when I can. 
We'll see. We'll see. So there is a number that I want to say out loud. Okay. That I, I was shocked at. And I think you guys, if you've seen it are shocked at, um, James White again, retired, just finished up an eight NFL season career. Um, I'm very disappointed that he will not be the last running back that I take. Uh, cause he's a catch monster. Yes. Um, and the best fill in running back. I feel like there has been, uh, for a fat minute, uh, in the NFL, I mean, cream hunt, uh, but, uh, no, I, I love James White, um, as a player. I hate that he played for the Patriots cause everybody hates the Patriots. It's not a Patriots fan. 28, three. He was fantastic in that game. Incredible. So in that Super Bowl, single game, uh, single game records that he holds most receptions 14 points scored 20 he scored three touchdowns and a two-point conversion the game winner. he is a three-time Super Bowl champion eight seasons but here's the thing that is insane he is a running back in his career regular and postseason he has zero fumbles none Belichick likey. I was about to say. Holy cow. So I did more research. He outsnaps the next guy whose name I could not remember by hundreds for, for the, uh, who had one career fumble. He's the only running back to have played eight seasons and never recorded a fumble. That is absolute certainty. This is why this dude was in the game at the end. You could have, like, uh, there, was a, there was a game last year, I think it was, where Stevenson had had just an electric game for them in the backfield. They get into the fourth quarter, and legitimately, Stevenson's standing on the sideline with his hands on his hips, like, why am I not in there? They're taking knees, or they just need to run out clock, is what it was, actually, and, and trying to get to take knees. And they give the ball to James White, who is, you know, 5'8 and 205 on a good day, right? Yeah. But he legit, he legit zero career fumbles. I when I read that stat, I literally went, "No wonder you played so long in New England." Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about like two guys that are probably the most trust based like people in the NFL in recent memory would be Tom and Bill. Uh, yeah, and as this, far as like, I'm not giving you the ball or putting you in a position if I don't trust you. Those are like the two. Aaron Rodgers would be another one, but. I mean, it was just that's just an incredible stat. When you think about his position, what he plays, what he was asked to do in the NFL, his job is literally to hold on to that ball, and he did it perfectly. Not and this is not zero career fumbles lost. This is zero career fumbles. No one ever in eight seasons knocked the ball out of his hands. That and is nuts. And a majority of his touches are coming in the hardest part of the season. Absolutely. If you think yeah. about that too. He's playing in the coldest. He's playing in the coldest weather that anybody plays in in the league. He is doing it consistently every year for eight years, and he plays January football basically. All, I think seven out of his eight years in the NFL. As as, yeah. Six, sorry, six out of the eight years in the NFL, he played January football, and legitimately, this guy never once, with these three hundred and fifty pound behemoths trying to murder him, ever dropped the ball. And he's not a big guy. No, no. like I said, five eight ish. 200-ish. Mm. Like, he's he probably a little bigger than that now, I guess. Probably in the 210 range towards the end of his career. But, like, dang, man. What a what a career. Love the guy. And uh, happy retirement and coaching running backs wherever you end up, dude. Because yeah. 
you are you are literally the jam. I'm sad he retired. In one sense, I feel like he would have gone somewhere else and played. They're a little stacked Tampa in Bay. the backfield. Is a, what's that? Tampa Bay. Yeah, probably Tampa. That's fair. Hey, Jill Edelman is coming out of retirement. I'm uh, just saying, if, if it, it was Fournette, Jones, and him, that's a formidable backfield. Yeah. Um, and and Tom's probably already called him twice. For being uh, honest. Yeah. Probably. I guarantee it. But I mean, because this also keep in mind, like the dude's 31 going on 32. He's not dead. Like, you know, I know that's older in running back years for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, he also but, doesn't but, have the wear and tear of a lot of eight year running backs. That's what I was going to say is he doesn't and he hasn't missed a ton of games. So anyway, I loved I loved reading that and seeing that little nugget this last week. We are super pumped about upcoming episodes. Um, it's specifically our next one. Let's we, go. If we're being Let's honest, go. this is our best episode of the year. Uh, Grant and I are about to go deep dive on the AFC NFC. My wife's going to hate me for like five days. Yes, straight up. Same. (laughs) Um, but we are going to bring it for you guys. So get ready. Uh, we're going to be doing the full AFC, uh, NFC previews. I will be going first. We'll hit NFC. Um, and, uh, cause my job's a little easier if I'm being honest. Um, the NFC is not near as loaded as the AFC this year. Uh, so Grant's going to be doing a nice deep dive over there, but I did keep him away from having to talk about his Seahawks. That's so I told him I would take that bullet for him. Um, but we're looking the job easier on yourself because there's nothing to talk about. I really, (laughs) jeez. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's fair. You only have to cover what? 11 teams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if it's even eleven, I mean, well, yeah, it's even. Then I got the yeah. Bears and the Lions. Yeah, and, I mean that's true. I got some. I got some stinkers. So, um, well, and and yeah, the Giants. Oh my gosh, yeah. the AFC one's gonna be so much longer though, because there's gonna be so much more. You you could do a whole episode on the AFC West. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So we're we're gonna try and hit those, uh, get them to about two hours, and we'll have uh kind of a bang bang thing that happens. We'll release those uh one right after the other and get them in before the start of the season. So. Look for those. Um, as we go through the season this year, our expectation is to be able to do uh, the podcast as often as we stink and want to, okay? Um, especially as we shift over I mean, dude, to October's be able to do things. Be huge. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to do, we're probably going to be able to switch over to uh, video here in the next month or so. Uh, we just got a couple little things to figure out with that. I've already started uh, preparation for that. Um, so that'll give us the option of doing more episodes if we want to in terms of keeping it on the week to week format. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, look for all of our episodes. We'll uh, try and make those social media posts regular so that you know when they're coming out and uh, get them to you. But these should be up on Wednesdays and Thursdays uh, most weeks and uh, be ready for you. But check back here. We're going to have it before the end of uh, or well, before the start of the season, probably uh, Labor Day weekend. We'll get both of those in. And man, you are going to have a whole lot of information to digest. We promise. So we will see you in the next couple of weeks and happy football season, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. It's back. Looking forward to it. We'll see you soon.